up. Been thinking about McDonald's all day. Can't get it off my mind. I can already taste it. Ooh, got my mind on my mouth and my mouth ready for some Mickey D's deal. There's a deal for every moment at McDonald's. Right now, get two of your favorites for just $3.50. Mix and match a classic McChicken, a hot and spicy McChicken, or a juicy McDouble. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. Single item at regular price. Uh-huh. Can't you see? 
Good, y'all. It's Trey Frazier and Maestro Styles here in the house tonight, y'all. You're listening to the Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast live right here on Spreaker.com. Make sure y'all log on to Spreaker.com and search for our homepage. And when you guys get there, just click on that yellow follow button so that when we do these shows live, y'all get these email notifications when we come on live, y'all. Don't forget, y'all can follow us on Facebook. Y'all can follow us on the Instagram page at Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast. You can also follow us on Twitter at Barbershop SPOR2. We got the WordPress blog site popping. Make sure y'all go to WordPress.com and search Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast and make sure y'all, you know, check out our blogs. Also, if you got any questions or comments about the show, make sure y'all log on to, I'm sorry, make sure y'all email us at barbershopsportstalk1 at gmail.com. I got some folks right here in the chat room. I just want to say what's good to Miss Mocha Bella. How you doing? What up? I see Miss DJ Queen representing the X Squad up what in the up? building. What's what good? Up? I also see uh, who else I see up in here. I see uh, Miss Denise Milk and Cookies what up? with the what X Squad. Up? What's good? What's good? Got some ladies in the house tonight, Maestro. Yeah, that's the way I like it, man. I mean, I don't like niggas for real. That's what's up. That's what's that's what's up. Um, We got a special show for y'all this evening. Uh, Of course, you know, we get into the sports talk and we're going to get into that uh, a little bit later in the show. But this is a special show because, and I know it's not the day of we're doing tonight. Yeah, we're a couple of days early. But since we do the podcast on Tuesday nights, it would only be fitting that we take a look back and kind of reflect on the great career of the late, great, notorious B.I.G., this Thursday, the short career, notorious B.I.G. Bi- sure, I always want to make sure I say that because um, we know what he did 
you know what I'm saying, why he was here. No but doubt, no had doubt. He had him and, and even Pac, and I don't want this big day, so I don't want to get too tough in the Pac. But, um, Pac had his day. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? Right, yeah. So this be our day. What he would have been in, to rap, you know, had he had more time and more albums. And, yep. You know what I'm saying? You I know. think about that all the time. Yeah. I think about that all the time. Yeah, 20 years. 20 Years yeah, ago, years ago, yeah. It, it just doesn't even feel that way. Like it, it, it feels like when you were when you were a kid and you were listening to Biggie, you kind of felt like you were grown up because in in some of his songs and his music, you could kind of, depending on where you were and where you were at at the time you first heard Biggie, you could kind of relate to him. So you know, for me, you know, growing up in Brooklyn, you know, lived in Queens for a little bit. Ready to Die was one of the first hip hop albums I purchased. Yeah. I was age I was age eleven, and you know, granted, you know, my folks didn't want me to, you know, cop, you know, rap music at that time, but I was, yeah. I was able to find a way to, you know, get in the store and you know, cop that Ready to Die I album. I want to shout out my uncle because my uncle, who's um, my uncle's literally a year older than me, but mm-hmm. my uncle is my intro is really my introduction to rap. Period, like you know, period. Yep. And he had he he would uh, you know my grandfather passed in '96, so my grandfather passed, and my uncle was my grandma was just giving him the money, mm-hmm. and every time a check came, one of the first places we went. Was the Kemp Mill? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying. I'll have some more to go find to go get the new, you know, whatever was new. So I was, you know, Tila. I was more down south. Tila, Scarface, Suave House, A Ball, MJG, that type of shit. That's the kind of shit I grew up on. Right. But he picked up Biggie. He picked up Biggie, man. Um, and yeah, from then, you know, it was on. It was on after was that. On. Yeah, Biggie. Biggie. I mean. To this day, man, um, fire, man. Like, I mean, to this day, um, some of them songs just still now, like they just they still rock. To I, this I day, want. Man. I mean, I know, I, I know, I might be going off the cuff, man, but I, I do want. I want to play a song when you get a chance, man. Okay. Like a song for it's two, really two songs, but I won't play the entire songs. I, I, okay. But, but wow, this kind of off. I know this spur of the moment, but. I'm uh, the, these are Biggie songs. Yeah, obviously. of course. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. okay. Well, I'm, I might, I might have that in the lineup. Um, no, I know you don't. So I looked at your lineup. These are my, my two personal favorite songs okay. from Ready to Die okay. and from Life After Death. Okay, these are my two personal. Okay, I might, I might not have the the full song. Maybe I, I have the instrumental. Maybe I promise in you, because these are these are the B. These are more like the B side. The B side joints. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Like these ain't like his. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I, you know, I put in a couple of uh, B side joints up in the lineup myself here, but um, all right, well, I wait. Biggie, Biggie just I had wait. a lot. I wait. I he wait. had a he had a lot of you know hot tracks, man, hot beats. And, I wait to see if you can if you come up with them. If you don't have them. I play them somewhere near the end of the show. Okay, that's well, no, we'll, we'll see. That's no, that, that that's, that's fair. fair. Um, just a, a I, and I, you know, and I say that because, like, that's not to say that y'all didn't like the same songs like we like, but I know I can only speak for myself and where I was in life. There were these, these are particular songs that I'm like, this is why I like Biggie. Like right. it was, and they're two different. Like they, these two songs, okay, these two different albums. Like personifies in a in whole 
why I fuck with Biggie Smalls. Okay, no yeah, doubt. Yeah. Nah, that that's that's cool. That's cool. I, I got a story. So, um, so 1997, and you know Biggie was on his way to doing you know some great things with the second album, and he passed away, and that album Life After Death came out. It's funny because 1997. And this is for everybody that, you know, was in the eighth grade that particular year on their way to high school. And Maestro, I'm sure, same for you. Um, growing up in Brooklyn, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I imagine it was different in Brooklyn. It's different. Def- yeah. Definitely different. But it, personally, a couple stories. One, when I was in the eighth grade and we had to take these tests I guess these, I guess these state exams to get into the high school of our choice, whatever. Mm-hmm. So, I'm at Holy Rosary School, eighth grade, and it's kind of getting closer to that time to take these tests. So, it's funny because uh, me and a, a, a friend of mine, we were going to go to the school together to take the test. We had to take the test at the high school, mm-hmm. Bishop Lachlan. Shout out to Lachlan. Um, Bishop Lachlan, in conjunction with Biggie's block, was literally about four blocks apart yeah. and around the corner. You, you could walk to Biggie's block from my high school. So, on the day of the funeral, and they carried his casket from Manhattan to Brooklyn, crossed the bridge and all that, and and I'm sure you've, you've seen a lot of scenes on TV where... They're driving through Brooklyn, through yeah. his old block, uh-huh. with his casket and everything like that. Man, Bed-Stuy, that part of Bed-Stuy was just on lockdown. I mean, we it, it, it's so funny. I think a friend of mine had a story because he had to go back to the high school to take another test. And he said he got kind of caught up in the traffic trying to get there mm-hmm. on the bus because they shut so many streets down. Right. So... You know that was sort of near and dear to you know to the to, towards you know experiencing Biggie and what he was about and how he kind of shaped the culture of Brooklyn in a sense. Um, I remember also towards graduation, we graduated from eighth grade. Man, I can't remember this, my teacher's name in eighth grade, but she let us bump some of that Biggie in the classroom. It was like maybe. A couple weeks before we graduated, man, she let us bump that biggie, Maestro. Man, all all was right with the world. (laughs) All all was right Right. with the world at that point. It's like, yo, I'm about to go to high school. You know what I'm saying? We about to, you know, get in get into the, you know, get into some real fun and Mm -hmm. all that good stuff. And man, it it was just it was just an experience. And even even after his death, though, the music and it. To this day, the music still continues to live on. But I, I think as I look back and I look at the rappers that came out right around that 98, 99, mm-hmm. 2000 era there, I think about DMX, I think about Ja Rule, I think about Beanie Siegel, I think about some of these other cats that, man, if Biggie was still alive to this day... Imagine what a Beanie Siegel Biggie 
track would have sounded like. Right. Imagine what a Biggie DMX track would have sounded like. You know, I, I could go on and on. I mean, yeah. if you go back to that era, you had these rappers that, I mean, especially off Def Jam, you had yeah. these rappers come out. And it's like, man, yo, these cats is hot. I mean, you remember when X came out? Yeah. I mean, it was... Rough Buff, what up? It, it, it was on fire. What up? What up, Rough Buff? It, 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 was, it was on fire. I mean, hip-hop was at a pretty good place, you know, post-Biggie. Right. You know, and I, I throw Jay's name in there, but Jay's done some music with Biggie. So I'm not going to, you know, throw him in there. But I'm just looking at some of these cats that came out, and you're just like, man... If only Big was alive, right. man. How how much how much hotter could you know rap be? I mean, throwing a guy like Ludacris, you know, a guy from the South. Yeah. Imagine what a Ludacris Biggie, Biggie Smalls track would have sounded like. Yeah, Scarface. And and yeah. yeah, Scarface. Even though Scarface had yeah, opportunities yeah, to do yeah, some stuff but, with I'm Biggie, I'm sure they would have worked if. You know, had it not happened so fast. Yeah. Scarface and Biggie would have been a must. Oh, no doubt, no doubt. Uh, A thing for you, though, Maestro, because I hear a lot of cats around here in D.C. talk about when Biggie came out and he sort of repped D.C. in a couple of his songs. Yeah. It made D.C. kind of jump off his feet a little bit. What do you think about that? I mean, Puff went to Howard. You yep. know what I'm saying? So I mean, that was really what it was about. I mean, um, a lot of um, a lot of people in DC tell me, you know, that you know we was on that Versace shit before Biggie was on that shit. Biggie came down here, seen that shit yep. that we was doing, and then brought that Versace shit up to New York. You know right. what I'm saying? And then he was on that shit up there. Right. I mean, right. I don't know the, how true or not true that is, but you know what I'm saying. It, but it had to be true. It would show, like you know. He respected us, and, I mean, and and not and even if he didn't, he respected DC. He came to DC, did a lot of shows. Yep. Um, you know what I'm saying? So it was love there. And, you know what I'm saying? Again, um, we wasn't. I mean, let's be clear. DC, for most, for more intensive purposes, was a pop place. <laughs> you know yes, what I'm I, I remember you yeah. having a conversation yeah, about but, that. That you but, know, niggas was on Pac for the most part. But we had love for Big. It, it, sure, it, it was never that. But we was a Pac. We was sure Pac. Like we relate to Pac. Um, we more. We more. Whereas Biggie was more clever and lyrical, we related to Pac because he was more right, right, straightforward. Like his his sense of lyricism was more straightforward than. Than Biggs was, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? He true. said your name, fuck you. Yeah, like, true that's that, the true that. We like, you know what I'm saying? True so, that. But we always had love for Big, and, and like I said, um, I mean, and, and again, and this is just me because obviously I was what 13, 14, 13. You know, 12, but 13, but you know, it felt like we were older than that yeah, for some reason. It didn't feel like that to me. I, I but I did, but I but I I'm a his. I like to think I'm a historian. I talked to OGs about. Things in life, you know what I'm saying. So when when the conversation came up in my life about Biggie, it was never, um, you know, no ill will or nothing like that. It's just we fuck with pop. Yep. You know yep. what I'm saying. We got love for Big, and like I said, Big was out here doing shows, or whatever. And I'm sure he loved in some DC though, because I mean he said it a couple times in his raps, yeah. and obviously the connection with Puffy and Howard, yeah. and that kind of set the stage for him to rep DC. You know, away from away from home, if you will. So, I, I, I kind of like that about him. But since you brought up Pop, though, um, I can't you know leave this conversation without 
talking about, you know, the East Coast, West Coast thing and how that kind of affected, you know, the culture of hip hop um, for us. You know, again, for me living living in Brooklyn at the time, um, they made it more about Tupac and Biggie and the battle and the war versus it actually being about hip hop. Um, I remember the hit 'em up track by um, by Tupac, and I also remember Biggie doing "Who Shot You," which. He claims he did that track way before the shooting took yeah. place at um, at the studios in Manhattan. Yeah, um, I think it was Baseline. Uh, base, yeah, Baseline. You know, way way before what happened at Baseline, uh, Biggie did that track, and then um, he did that show out on the West Coast, and just decided, you know what, fans not feeling us right now. You know, let me get hit him with some yeah. of that who shot you. Yeah. And you know, I was I was feeling that, you know, at the time there. And all that, so um, man, twenty years. I <laughs> it, it's crazy. It, it, it's crazy that you know so many years have gone by, and this guy's music still continues to live strong. Every time you go to Brooklyn, especially Bed Stuy, or pretty much any, almost anywhere in Brooklyn, there's a Biggie mural. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're never gonna forget Big. We'll yeah, we'll, man, we'll, we'll a, never for, forget Big. He's a legend Big. in rap, but it's most certainly a legend in New York. I mean, no doubt, know, no doubt about it. I would love for I would love for the borough of Brooklyn to name that block St. James Place after Christopher Wallace. Mm. I know there's been petitions out about that stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. There there've been a lot of petitions and a lot of paperwork that's been going back and forth and. You know, look, I'm I'm all for it. I mean, if you could get Fife Dog, you know, a street in Queens named after Fife Dog, then I'm sure yeah, right. the borough of Brooklyn could do the same That's for Biggie. That's an interesting point, right? Yeah, like, like, like did that, and they did that for Fife pretty quick, very yeah, quickly. Yeah, very very yeah, quickly. That's a so. good point. And I'm not, and that's not no, no disrespect or shade to Fife Dog, um, because Fife Dog is obviously a legend in the game too. Yep. I just And maybe it's an age difference. I feel like what. I feel like the impact that Big had on New York was crazy. Like, so if Fife Dog, and not to say Fife Dog's impact wasn't, mm-hmm. um, but if his was, then Big's was out of here. Oh, you know, definitely. His impact was, was, was ridiculous. The impact was huge, man. Uh, Big L, what up? Uh, I think, did we say what up, the Bama Boy? Oh, uh, yeah, 334 Bama Boy. Yeah, what's good? Hey, y'all in the chat room. Um, uh, I know one person said that he was a senior in college when Big died. Yeah, that was rough, but Another person said that uh, he was in Germany when Big died. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, man. I mean, yeah, Big L. I see Big L up in the chat room. Was good, Big L. Hey, y'all in the chat room. If y'all want to get into the conversation, look, we're gonna get into sports in a little bit. But yeah. your top five Biggie songs. You want to throw it in the chat room? Go right ahead. You want to call the show up? The number's two four zero five three two two seven one eight. You want to give us, a, you know, give us a story of, you know, what you were doing when Biggie was hot at the time. Any type of stories or any, you know, again. Any special songs or you know your top five or your best Biggie track um, ever? My my favorite Biggie track of all time, and I know this is gonna sound kind of cheesy, Maestro, but the sky's the limit, man. Yeah, it um, sound cheesy. That it it is, it is, but it's it's so much meaning to that. You know what I'm saying? I mean, if you're going through a situation, you know, and you you're trying to reach, you know, to greater heights. You know that that's the song right there. So 
I see that bad DJ what up, up in the building. Up? What's good? Appreciate you jumping in the chat room. I see, uh, oh, my, my homeboy, uh, Jay Fish, the microwave. What up, what up? Repping the X-Squad. What's good, homie? Appreciate you jumping on here, man. Um, so Can I play my favorite Biggie song? You want to play the favorite Biggie song? Sure, sure. You, you, could, you could do that, man. So I mean, I don't know if there's uh, no, no real Biggie fans in here, man. I, I don't know. But, damn it, this song here. Yeah, I'll look. Damn it. Damn it. Cut that shit off, man. I'm ready, man. Go ahead. The Commission, Uncle Paulie, P. Diddy. Nigga. I got this song. Nah, I'm just, nah I'm I know you didn't. I'm, I, I'm joking. <laughs> I, I <know> <laughs> <laughs> Nigga, I can play this song over and over. I'm gonna let y'all hear that shit. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, I see Big L said Juicy's his number one Biggie track. That's what's up. Uh, that bad DJ said partying. Um, Bullshit is his top five biggie tracks. Come on, son. This is my favorite biggie song. Okay. Okay. What's what's beef? Okay. Microwave said he doesn't know his favorite. There's too many. I agree with you, uh, Fish. It's, it's, it's too many It's too many great Biggie songs Oh I thought you was gonna play that yeah, I'm about to play, no, I'm about to play my close second right here Oh okay It's my close second okay. See this, Those two songs right there is, and When I put those two songs together mm-hmm. This is how I know Biggie was one of the realest Like <laughs> He was one of the realest. Right, right, right. This shit right here. I don't wanna live no more. Sometimes I hear death knocking at my front door. I'm living every day. This was hot. This was hot. I don't wanna live no more. Sometimes I hear You're definitely in the minority, but that's but that's cool. But that's cool though. That's cool, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, nah, I, nah, I feel you. Be a whole I feel show. you though. Yeah, I, I, I just wanted to uh, get in the chat room here. I saw Rough Buff said uh, Brooklyn's finest, Juicy, One More Chance, and Big Papa. A couple of his favorite songs. Uh, Michael Wait. Yep, yep. Yeah, unbelievable was definitely hard. Yeah, this joint that's playing right yeah. now, definitely. Um, Michael Wave said, "Give me the loop." Definitely, yeah. definitely a B side joint. What about the what? Oh, Method Man. <laughs> Come on, absolutely, now. son. I mean, one of the one of the one of the, the only rappers that go bar for bar with Biggie Smalls, and the only cat. To guess the pair on Ready to Die. This nigga went bar for bar with Biggie Smalls, dog. Yep. Word. Word up, man. Um, who else I see up here in the chat room? Uh, Notorious Thugs. Yes, Rough Buff. You know, that wasn't one of my favorite Biggie songs, man. It wasn't? It wasn't, man. I, I, I just... It didn't... It right. didn't do that for when me. it first came out, we was all hype about it, um, cause you know it was Bone and Biggie, Bone and Biggie. Yeah, the collabo, right, right. and it was it was hot at the time. So, but yeah, you know, I was never I was never a fan of Notorious Thugs. 
right. know that's like an unpopular opinion. Right, right, right. That track with Jay Z is underrated. What you mean, uh, Brooklyn's Finest? I don't, I don't Either know. Brooklyn's Finest or Love the Dough, which I'm gonna okay. I'm I'm play Love the Dough. Love the Dough was probably underrated, but I wasn't a big fan of Love the Dough either. Uh, I'm a big fan of Love the Dough. I'm, I'm definitely gonna play that joint during one of our breaks, though. Uh, microwave said, I got a story to tell. Yeah. No yeah. doubt about that. Um, we referenced. Uh, what about Machine Gun Funk, nigga? Oh, dude. Come on. Machine Gun I, Funk. I'm going to yeah. play that too. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to play that in the in the middle of the break too. Yeah, man. No, no, no question about that. I got I, I got another interesting um. Me thing. and my bitch. Yeah. Oh, love, yeah. Love. Yep. Yeah, yep, nigga. Yep. Yeah. Uh, that bad DJ, Love the Dough. Yeah. Love the Dough. Very underrated track. Loved, loved that collabo between him and Jay on that. Uh, Bootsy says, Notorious Thugs. Was a track that grows on you. Biggest flow gets better every time you listen to it. Yeah, I listen to it. Yeah, yeah. It, it you know what? You it, know it, what? It, it that definitely. was that was a track where you first well, he heard Big did different. Yeah. spit something yeah. real different. You know, the yeah. flow was faster, and I mean, he held his own. Yeah, I mean, because yeah. look, Bone, when it comes to Bone, rapping fast, yeah, they did what they did, that's right. what they do. Biggie getting on that track. Was he held his own, man? All right, the ba- that bad DJ says Biggie's entire album is classic tracks. Now, who's now? Here's the question: mm-hmm. Better album, Ready to Die, Life After Death. For um, me, it's easy. Ready to Die. Yeah, okay. Huh? Ready, yeah, ready to Die. Easy. It was easy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Life After Death to me was. It, they could have condensed things. it. In, they could have condensed that into one CD and got rid of some of these songs. Sure, yeah, sure. I think, but I think what Life to Death was was supposed to be that next step into mainstream for Biggie. That was supposed to be kind of Biggie, you know, growing up into you know, into the the man yeah, that he yeah. was. Yeah. You know, you know what I'm saying? So I kinda understood why there was a change in the way he did that album I mean, versus I Ready get to it Die. Because, I get it because I think I understand Puff. Like like you know what I'm saying? Puff yep. know where he trying to go uh, where he was trying to take big as an artist, and you know what I'm saying, right, right, get right. Get money here, yeah, get money. I mean, uh, microwave said ready to die, definitely. Yep, yeah. yep. Big L said ready to die. Um, Any, microwave yeah. also said the road to riches was a hard track too. Yeah, I, I remember that track. Anybody no, no like life after death better than ready to die? Anybody? Yeah, I'm interested to see that. I mean, not that we're gonna joke on you, but we no, are no. gonna joke on you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna kind laugh of, at you. Yeah, kind of, like, kind of. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, Rough Buff says get money. You know what, Rough Buff? Um, even though that was a Junior Mafia track, that was that still was a, a hot track. song. It, it was, yeah. Dale, what up? It, it, it was a hot song. Uh, what's up, Dell? Appreciate you jump, jumping in the um, chat room here. That bad DJ has got a question. He says, where would Biggie be if he was still here? Um... I mean, would he? Be st- I mean, he'd be where. I mean, I don't mean to sound. He'd be where most of the legendary rappers are now yep. from the nineties, like Nas is, and where. I, don't, I mean, not necessarily. I don't know if he necessarily business wise would be that same guy, but literally, right, right. he'd be kind of that is now. And bad DJ, if if you missed my conversation, I brought up the fact that it sucks that Biggie died at the time he did because right after that. You had guys like DMX, Ja Rule, Beanie Siegel. You had those guys come out and put out hot albums. And just imagine if Big was alive and those guys had opportunities to do collaborations with him. You could imagine how much hot Let's tracks be very clear because I see Russ Buff said we missed out on a Biggie Jay Z album. Let me tell you what we missed out on. We missed out on an album called The Commission. Yep. Yep. <laughs> that involved 
Big, Jay, Charlie Baltimore, uh, like, Ja, like, yeah. Irv Gotti, like. Missed out on a lot of we stuff. We missed out on a commission. Out. It was called the, like, the group was called the commission. Yep. That's what we missed out on. Like, we, uh, right, right. We, we, we missed out on that. Man. Right, right. I want to address something Bootsy said here in the chat room. He said, Biggie would still be making albums and we're branching out into other things. Like Jay Z is doing. Yeah, I, I mean, don't I know. I don't know if he had the same business sense. I mean, I guess he would have to adapt, but it yeah. wouldn't be like what Jay was doing. I, I would, I would predict that he I wouldn't have as much of a business savvy as Jay. Jay. But like you said, I think he would have been more like what Nas adapt, right? Because he would have to would have been doing. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, and I don't think absolutely. I don't think Puff would leave him in a situation after they'd have made so much money together where Big would be sitting around salty or broke. Right. Or, you right. know what I'm saying? I mean, I guess that, that, that Bad Boy tour would have been way more crazy. Oh, it would have been crazy. Big, Definitely. Big was alive. Definitely. You know what I'm we, we, we missed out, as fans of hip-hop, we missed out on a lot of opportunities because, you know, Big is no longer here. And just imagine Queen the firepower that would have been out there. Oh, who's this? Queen Petty Ass Jess. Matter, what up? Hey, what's good? Welcome to the chat room. All day. I hope you about to say some petty shit in the chat room. <laughs> yeah, for real. This joint lit a little bit. For real, for real. about Biggie right now. We we, we doing our homage early because we do our shows on Tuesday. Uh, rest in peace, Biggie Smalls. That on March 9th, 1997. Yep. Um, yep, yep. Yeah, hey, look, man. Um, I got one more interesting point with Biggie. And I got to shout out Doug Stewart. Um, he had a show this morning. And um, he made this tribute. I guess he had this uh, tribute to Kid and Play throughout his show um, earlier this morning. And one of the one of the people in the chat room, including myself, brought up the fact that Kwame back in the day used to work with Kid and Play. Yeah. Um, and you know, Biggie with tracks and stuff. Them. And Biggie, you know, and, and and not that Kwame was gonna be this, you know, top three hip-hop artists you know back in the day yeah, but yeah. that line but, but, but that line that biggie put yeah. out yeah. put an end to Kwame's what career. kwame he was a, hoping he would a producer yeah exactly he a producer. exactly and, and, and a good producer don't don't yeah he was a good producer. yeah yeah he's he's done he some had, stuff man. um he had this track uh, the one track that i remember mm-hmm. um he did uh tweets uh turn the lights off okay and if you if you don't know google it it's a dope track. I would love to play it, but I ain't, we ain't gonna go. We ain't gonna go there. That's um, dope. I mean, it was a dope track. Like, yep. yeah, Kwame definitely had some had some bangers. Oh, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. But, but that's uh, the one I Biggie. remember because I was like, oh my god, that's Kwame. Right. Right. Yeah. But he was K one at that point. He was K one. That's yeah. He, oh he yeah, that's right. Because he changed his name. Yeah. That's right. Because uh-huh. he changed. He had to he because because yeah. Biggie that line yeah. is most famous right. and you had no choice at that point. Right. So, again, man, rest in peace uh, again to Notorious B.I.G., a.k.a. Biggie Smalls, a.k.a. Frank White. I mean, I feel like we should talk. I feel like we should talk. I don't even feel like we should stop talking about this nigga for like another hour and a half. Well, that's why I had this lineup, you know, yeah. scheduled for the first 30 minutes of the show. Because I knew um, this would be an interesting topic to talk about. Um, Rough Buff says... Real talk, Little C's had a good album. It was slept on. I ain't gonna lie, I didn't listen to that. I didn't listen I didn't. to it either. I know he had that joint. He had one joint. I remember the video. I don't remember the name of the song, but the video. You don't want to play around. Yeah, you don't want to play around. That train was hard. You don't want to play around with me. 
Oh boy, yeah. I'll kill you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That joint was hard. And another Biggie joint that was hard. Um, this came out after he died, but the joint with Little Kim, C's, and a couple of the mother cats on Junior Mafia. BK! Uh, that joint uh, was killer. Man. I ain't gonna lie, bro. I, I kind of, he kind of, like, when he died, I ain't really listened to nothing else after that. Like, I remember Dead Wrong before Eminem got on it. Mm-hmm. And I remember when I actually heard Eminem on, I was like, Right, right. Why the fuck is he on this joint? Like, <laughs> word, word. You know what I'm saying? Like, another, another cat, you could say, Man. They could do some collabos together. Yeah, let's see how, you know. You know. I mean, we ain't gonna make this Eminem. Well, sure, sure, but... Rest in peace to the legend. But, def- but definitely. Miss, missed out on some good hip-hop, but, you know, what he did while he was on this earth, he, definitely he classics. A, you know, he made a he made a, a statement, and we can't... This, that's a lot to say. A lot of people can't say that, right, that they right. left this earth and made a statement on that many people, or that's the impact. It's the people. Ten Crack Commandments. What? what? Definitely another hot track of Biggie for sure. All right, folks, um, we're gonna take a break. Shout out to Rough Buff changing his Avi. He changes Avi. Oh, okay. Put, put Biggie. Put a Biggie. Uh, pick a picture of Biggie. Oh, okay. I, I didn't see that on my end, but I guess it's on your side there. Okay, that's a bet. That's a bet. Two four zero five three two two seven one eight is the number to dial the show if you want to talk Biggie. You want to talk some sports. We're going to get into that next as uh, we take this break from y'all for a little bit here. Um, This is one of my favorite um, Biggie tracks. We're going to play Biggie tracks for the next, you know, few minutes of the show throughout these breaks. So this this is one of my um, one of my favorite Biggie tracks right here. And you mentioned it, Maestro. Uh, Machine Gun Funk, man. Y'all enjoy it.
Crip trip a nigga want pants. The rocket launcher, biggie stomp shell. High as a motherfucking helicopter. That's why I pack a Nina. Fuck a misdemeanor. Beating motherfuckers like Ike beat Tina. What's love got to do? When I'm ripping all through your whole crew. Strapped like bamboo, but I don't sling guns. I got bags of funk and it's selling by the guns. Niggas wanna know how I live the black life. Making money smoking pipes like crack pipes. It's like simple and plain to maintain. I add a little funk to the brain. The funk, baby. I'm y'all welcome back to the barbershop sports talk podcast it's your boy trey frazier and maestro styles yeah. here in the house for y'all uh 240 is the number to dial if you want to talk biggie you want to talk some sports nba nfl whatever's on your mind um speaking of the nba maestro we kind of got the back end of the story last week but as uh we were recording Kevin Durant got hurt in the game against the Wizards in the first uh, couple minutes of the game. Yeah. And we never really got a chance to kind of dissect um, life yeah. without Kevin Durant for the Warriors. Yeah. So, um, what what you think, man? They're still the best team in the West. Hands down? Oh, I mean, no, not hands down. The Spurs are good. Um, but, I mean, I don't believe in the – I mean – I don't believe in the Rockets in terms of being the best team in the league or, or competing, mm-hmm. really competing with the Warriors if it had to come down to it. Right. Um, I mean, just I would give the Spurs a better shot than anybody um, because, you know, Greg Pop is Greg Pop. Um, but outside of that, man, I, I don't see why they still don't go to the uh, finals. I don't, know if it, Kevin Durant. I don't know if it's clear, cut, and dry for me because – what is it? Four weeks, and then they're gonna reevaluate. Well, essentially, they pro- we probably not gonna see them to the playoffs. Sure, sure. I mean, long story short, sure. But once they get to that four week mark, and then they decide, okay, he hasn't fully healed. Let's give him another. If they say that two, three weeks, then yes, you're going into the first round of the playoffs. At that point, now when you get Kevin Durant back, how much? healthy is he going to be? I mean, he's a second, you know, second to third best player in the league, so it should be nothing for him to come back, but you still have to take into account that he might not be 100%. And here's the other part to this also. I don't think this is going to happen, but when you look at the gap between the Warriors and the Spurs, it's only, what, three games? Yeah, yeah. You know, when a gap with, like, 20 games left to go, so... You know, if the Spurs somehow get the one seed, get the one seed, I'm still not concerned. You know, well, well, sure, but uh, you know, you, you you never know, and you know, we know the Spurs. You know, for the last fifteen, sixteen years, when they seize an opportunity, but you see, know, they're going to take advantage what, of it. What remains to be true. What remains to be tried and true about the um about the Spurs mm-hmm. is that. When they are out athletic, out athletic size, I know that's not a word. Right. When, when the other team is just flat out more athletic than them, right? They just don't stand a chance, and 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 that that just normally is the case with them. When I mean, those dudes are not young. 
I mean, they got Kawhi, obviously, and I guess Aldridge. I was going to say Kawhi, Aldridge is kind of in between. Kinda, right, yeah. Everybody else from Parker to Ginobili to old. Gasol is... And even Patty Mills. I, I thought Patty Mills was a young guy. He's nah. 30-something yeah. years old. Everybody's old. I mean, he's not 38, 39, right, but, but he's, not. he's on the wrong side of 30. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? So... You got that working. The Rockets, though, the Rockets are an interesting story DJ here. Nunu, what up? What's up, DJ Nunu? Appreciate you in the chat room. They're an interesting bunch to look at. So they get Lou Williams, so now they got this outside shooting. Um, James Harden is playing MVP bas- basketball right now. Mm-hmm. That's a team, man, that I think could go toe-for-toe. That, that if it if they somehow get past San Antonio... And they get to a conference final against the Warriors. I could see that being a seven-game series. And and that gets a little scary when, you know, you don't want to deal with a team of that caliber. Yeah, I mean, I hear you. But again, um, could, but then you'd be talking about what we're missing, like in Kevin Durant. It's not like we're talking about Kevin Durant as some great game seven type of player. Right. Um, We could say that about Steph Curry. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, we have confidence that in a game seven, if it matters, and that, not necessarily because he's mm-hmm. got a history of doing it. We we know his game. I was going to say, I think Kevin Durant no, no, no. has a history of game sevens. Um, I mean, I'm the most thinking. recent one, not so great. Yeah, but, right, right. But I mean, but what I mean, what I mean, I don't mean games. When I say game seven, I mean, if you ask it, if you're asking in a game, when I say game seven, I mean, if you're asking for somebody to say, we need this win. Who would you go to, Kevin Durant or Steph Curry? Well, here's what I would do. I would go to KD only because he can get to the basket. He's got the length. He's got the handle. And he's got the size. I'm going to Steph Curry because Steph Curry ain't scared. And there's never been no 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 inclination that he's scared. There's, there's a good there's point. No point. There's no point in you having all that talent and ability mm-hmm. if you're scared to take it there. In a, and, in a moment to where it's a, like, give me the ball, right, I'm yeah. going to take the last shot. It, it seems like... I agree with you there. In playoffs basketball, it, it seems... It, it, when it's time for the when it's time for the stars to be the stars, I need my star to be the star, even if that means playing selfish basketball. Right. And sometimes Katie is more concerned with playing unselfish basketball than accepting the fact that he's the best player on the court. Right. And I need to take this game over. Maybe Steph Curry. I don't feel like Steph Curry has that problem so much. Maybe it's the moment that shuns KD for the reason why we kind of talk about him being scared because I could think of some games where. KD's taking the last shot in a game. But I'm not talking about but, taking the last shot. I'm talking about taking the game over. Well, that's different. I thought you said no, taking no, no. the last shot. No, no, I never said. I said game seven. Okay, because that's well. I said, I said in a game seven, who would you rather take to win the game? That's, oh well, I, well I took shot. I took I'm that as, as a last shot. Right? I, yeah, yeah, I, I took I'm that not, as a last I'm shot. Not talking about last shot. You talking, talking about taking about, over a game? I need you to score forty points. Get you know well, eight assists. And maybe six, uh, you know, six rebounds to win this game. I think a good question to ask would be: Would that be applicable to the Warriors with the talent they have? Yeah, it is because there's always a situation in playoff basketball where the star has to shine. I get that. It, there's always I, that point. I get that, but that team's got four legitimate stars, and I'm not saying that Draymond but Green is going to be a guy that's going to take over a game. Exactly. I'm not saying that. Clay Thompson. 
and Draymond Green are not those types of stars. I I I, like, I, 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 I get that, but that outside shooting, if it's there, then the whole hey we need this guy to take over the game that that becomes kind of dormant at that point. But if Steph's not hitting his shots, if Clay's not hitting his but shots, see, I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not. But the difference again. I'm 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 saying. Who would you pick to say take the, win this game? I'm well, now if, you, now if you're Clay asking, ain't scared to take the shot. Now if you now if you're asking, now if he me, lose the game from taking you live the with shots, it. Yeah, right. But you, I'm saying you live with it. Hey, Steve Kerr goes in the, goes into the locker room. Game, you know. Hey, I need this game once so we can go to the finals or win the finals. Sure, sure. I'm going with Steph Curry. Not, and it's not because Steph Curry is a better ball player than Kevin Durant. It's because Steph Curry is skilled right. enough. To do it, and he ain't scared to do it. If you're talking about the last, I don't know, seven possessions, offensive possessions, or ten, the last ten offensive possessions, I wouldn't mind taking Steph. If you took the last shot, I can see why you would go with KD. Yeah, and that's what I thought you meant by who would you want taking the shot. If it's one possession... I would go KD. I would go to KD. Too many options, and too many yeah, too many options, yeah. and he's done it in the past. Well, but if I, but I if you but if you but if you're talking past. about the last ten to twelve possessions where maybe the other guys aren't getting their shots, and you need the star to do his thing, Steph's your guy. I'm I'm, I'm 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 I with think, you on I that. Think, yeah, I think it's Steph Steph's your guy on that. And for that and for that reason, I think they won't have a problem getting to where they need to get to. Right. Um. Big L said, KD always got the ball late in bad spots from the coach in Westbrook, which is why he's gone. Um, I, well, I don't know if I agree with that well, 100%. I, I mean, but in, 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 again, and Westbrook is just another example as to why I would pick Steph Curry. Right. Um, yeah, Big L, KD, KD is the best player in the Warriors. I'm not disagreeing with that. What I'm saying is, is that if you're asking for somebody to take over a game, that boy KD be seeming a little timid. Mm-hmm. Steph Curry will Game take six. The, All you gotta yeah, do is look at game six take, in the conference final. He will take the ball from the inbound. Yep. Steph Curry, I'm talking about, and he will dribble it from the inbound, and you got to worry about him shooting it from anywhere, you know, long range and then actually going in. Yeah. Whereas I feel KD would pass the ball. Yeah. No, like he did the he passed the ball to Andre yeah. Robeson. Even though he he was open, yeah, but he but he again, passed he passed the shot up. The, yeah, you guys you are the star. You this is the reason this is good for the the game of basketball is the reason why you get paid as a star to do star shit. Right. You know what I think will happen if that situation arises in a conference final or the finals? I have a feeling I could be wrong about this, but I have a feeling that Steve Kerr is gonna call KD's number to take over a game, just just to I give him just just to give him an opportunity. I hope it ain't for the championship. Well, I hope it ain't. Yeah, for the I, again, I could be wrong about it, but something tells me it's like you know what, KD, we got you here. You're the star. You're the league. You're averaging more points on the team than anybody. This is your game. Take the game yeah. over. I, it wouldn't surprise me if he went to that strategy, whether it be the finals or whether it be the round to get to the finals. Yeah, it, yeah. It wouldn't, I, wouldn't surprise me one bit I, if that I, happened. Yeah, I, I would go with, but like I said, I would go with Steph Curry on that. Um, but like I said, I don't think they'll have a problem getting to these important 
um, these important games. Doesn't LBJ always pass the ball? No, he doesn't. No, he um, doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't. He gets to the rack. He, Sometimes he'll take that outside shot I'll, if he's hitting. I will never forget. I will never forget. Um, you talking about the Dallas series? No, nah, uh-huh. I'm talking about that. Uh, the the whatever year that was when they played the Thunder, but the conference championship. When you mean the finals? The conference championship before the before he went. Is LeBron the, involved in this? Yeah, I'm talking about LeBron. Then it's the. The, no, the Eastern Conference Finals before uh-huh. he went to the... When you, said after, the you said the Thunder. That's why I'm like... Oh, I'm sorry. I meant... I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I said the Thunder. I you said I, the... I meant the Heat. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, I thought I said when the, when he played the Thunder. I thought that's what I said. Oh, but well, anyway. if he played the Thunder, that's the Finals. Yeah, if but, LeBron, I'm, but I'm talking about the Conference Finals, though. Okay. That same year... The same year when Boston, he played... Boston. Yeah, Boston. Against okay. Boston. Yep. When that Game 7, when he made... It might have been six. I don't know. Game six or seven. Game six in Boston. When he, just he dropped decided, 45. When he decided this entire game, I'm going to the rack. The entire game. Yep. And he scored 45. Yep. He didn't I shoot. remember that. I don't feel like he shot a jumper that entire game. The big three had to sit with yeah. like six minutes left in the, yeah, in the fourth feel, quarter. Yeah, I don't feel like he shot a jumper that game. And for that reason alone, like, I, what I'll say is LeBron James passes the ball, but right. he's very cognizant of... When it's time, when it's go time, yeah. it's go time. He, he looked like a man possessed yeah. in that game six. I, I remember exactly how that thing went down, man. And the the big I mean, three, even even the joint when um even the joint in the game where he uh against the Spurs when obviously he um he messed up and they tapped it out to Ray Allen that year. Oh yes, that game six, even the that legacy game, saving shot. He took over that game over game seven. That, no, I'm talking about the game six that I actually won. He just made mistakes, but he took that game. Oh, okay, over. oh, okay. He, no, he I, no, I, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah, no, I see what you. He over. took the shots despite he, breaking on the last few threes. Yep, he had a few turnovers. But I agree. He put the ball in his hands and said, "We about to win this game." No doubt. No oh, doubt. Oh shit. No doubt. Thorny switch. How you doing? Oh shit. How you doing? Happy birthday to your to your Birth- son, Rhett. Happy birthday again. Oh, that was... Oh, you was feeding that dog chicken nuggets. Huh? She was feeding that dog chicken nuggets. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Some Chick-fil-A. There you go. Yeah. Happy, happy birthday to uh, Rhett, Miss Thorny. Let uh, me tell you how terrible of an internet boyfriend I am. What happened? You know the name of her dog. I don't know that I... That yeah, that is terrible. I I, I didn't know the name of that dog at all. That, I just yeah, I that, just I just noticed that the dog was eating uh, Chick Fil A. Chick Fil A, yeah. Matter of fact, I might go get some Chick Fil A after this show. Uh, for hey, real. The, hey, don't hey, go ahead, dog. I might, <laughs> I might have to you go and get some Chick Fil A, man. In my bag. I'm a terrible internet boyfriend. I apologize for that. I'm working on it. <laughs> for um, hey, since you um, since you brought up that game six in Boston against the Heat, I wanna. Touch on this story, Sluggo. With, what up? Uh, hey, Sluggo, how you doing, man? Welcome to the chat room. Um, this story with uh, Glenn Big Baby Davis <laughs> criticizing. Uh, oh, okay. Oh, she tried. Yeah, with Damn. Doc Rivers. Thorny Switch kind of. Uh, girl, don't you know how internet love you, girl? Why are you doing she, this? Thorny Switch is literally switching on you, man. Why are you doing this? We got a complicated <laughs> relationship. You know, so. <laughs> but anyway, you saying my fault. Um, okay, so Glenn Big Baby Davis said some had some words for Doc Rivers and 
I think he was on Skip's show. No, nah, it was on Chris Besant's, uh podcast. It was on the podcast? Yeah, okay. Because I, I, I also saw Big Baby Davis on Undisputed where he did talk about how um, Doc is not as great of a coach as many people seem to um, portray. Um, basically, he was saying that he was lucky, lucky as hell. He was lucky that all of them came together. That all they all came together, and you know they won that title in two thousand eight and all that. And he was saying that basically they they was all vets, so they kind of he was implying that they kind of coached themselves, right? Uh-huh. Pretty much. So yeah. here's my here's my thing about it. I, I got two angles to this. Let me start with the Glenn Davis angle first, and I'll be honest with you, I kind of forgot he was in the league. He's still in, in the league. Way, uh, well, he's he he's not. But oh. I, but I, I should. I'm, I'm sorry. I should reword that. I forgot he existed. Right. Let me let me let me oh, rephrase man. it that way. Yeah, okay. I, I forgot the man existed, and then once I re- realized, I saw his what he said about Doc. I'm like, okay, you're not playing basketball. I think the last team he was on was the Clippers, mm-hmm. in which. Doc Rivers is coaching the Clippers, so... It's amazing how he talking shit when right. his career was dead and Doc Rivers picked his bum ass Exactly, up. exactly. So it's like Big Baby Davis. And like, I mean, because he wasn't a bum, but come on, my nigga. Yeah, yeah. Like, he was kind of like, he was short. Uh, I mean, he was good in the paint because he was, you know, stocky, but... He had that one big game-winning shot against the Magic Game 4, yep. 2009. That's when he ran down the sideline yeah, and he knocked that little kid down yeah. and whatnot. I mean, but he, had a, he had a nice little mid-range. He had a nice little mid-range. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he, he was alright. He was alright, though. But then after the, his Boston career, he kind of bounced around a bit and then he ended up with the Clippers with Doc again. So, um... I, I guess Doc had to cut him or something. I guess he had to make some kind of business decision or whatever. But um, what I what I kind of read, and I don't know how far you read into the story, and I don't know how this ties into what you're saying. Uh-huh. Um, I remember him saying that they picked he picked up um, Spencer Hawes mm-hmm. to kind of um, you know I guess take his death or something like that. Play, take his place, and right? Spencer Hawes wasn't uh, performing well. Um, you know, he kind of bought. Glenn Davis in, you know, trying to get him to save, you know, the team or whatever they were trying to yep. get him, Spencer Hawes, to perform. Right. And then he got injured. And, uh, me, Glenn Davis got injured. And they were still expecting him to play, mm-hmm. even though he broke his ankle. And what, um, Glenn Davis was saying was is that, you know, we got history. Like, we won a championship together. Like, I'm a, I'm a vet. Right. You know what I'm saying? You can't really be treating me like that, you know what I'm saying? So right, it's right, like, right. it's kind of crazy. Um, I'll say this, though. Um, Doc Rivers ain't all that. I mean... Let me piggyback sure, off of that, Maestro. Sure. And I'm going to read Thorny Switch's uh, post here. She said, no one is saying Doc is the greatest coach that ever set foot in the NBA, but to say he's not good is yeah, unfounded. that's true. Yeah, that's true, Thorny. Here's what I'll say, though. I'm wondering if... Glenn Davis is referring to some of the teams that Doc has coached in his career. Let's 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 go back. Let's go back a, uh, a few years. I remember when he coached that Magic team from what was it, nineteen ninety nine to two thousand three, mm-hmm. and they had a few playoff Fair appearances. Playoff runs, yeah. um, you had Tracy McGrady. You had a young McGrady. And you still had Grant Hill, and then you had some I mean, other pieces had, around. I now. don't want to say young McGrady. You had McGrady in his prime for certain. But that was that might have been 
Yeah, that, okay. Yeah, might have been McGrady's fourth or fifth yeah, year, yeah, something like that. Prime. Okay, no, that's yeah, that's him fair. Yeah, prime. He had, like you said, he had Grant Hill. Grant Hill. Jameer, uh, well, no, Jameer. I don't think no, Jameer no, was Jameer there wasn't yet. there. Yeah, he wasn't nah. there yet. Um, nah. it, it was a bunch of other, you know, parts. But he had a. They had put together a squad. They had put together a squad, and I remember, I remember the year they were eight seed. It was the 2003 playoffs. They were going up against the number one seed, Detroit Pistons, at the time, which. You know, they were a great regular season team, but when you really looked at what their team was constructed of, you didn't think that they were going to win yeah. an NBA title at that time. Right. I mean, you had Rip Hamilton, yeah. you had Tayshawn Prince, a whole, whole bunch, bunch of, of okay players, okay players yeah. Chauncey Billups included in that. And the Magic went up 3-1 mm-hmm. in that first round series, mm-hmm. and they blew it. Yeah. They, they blew it they to the one it. seed. They blew it. You know... Now, fast forward to his Celtic coaching career, and you look at when he first got the big three, and they were a championship squad. I also remember that first round series against the Hawks, against the upstart Atlanta Hawks, which I believe that was kind of the run that kind of put the Atlanta Hawks back on the map as far as playoff appearances is concerned. You can say whatever you want about the Hawks' athleticism that year and, you know, the series went seven games and all that stuff, but don't give me this crap. That that, that series should have never, never went seven games. I mean, Joe Johnson had a couple of big shots. I get that, but quite frankly, that team... I mean, it really, I mean, they talk about... Uh, the Celtics uh, underachieved yeah. in that particular series, yeah. you know, and then you go to the following year... They had that first round series against the Bulls, which was an epic series. I think that was a series where it was like a record for like most overtime periods. There was Derrick Rose's okay, rookie yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, there was okay. like six, six overtime periods mm-hmm. in that series that went yeah. seven games. Again, that was an eight seed, and they underachieved, yet they won that series, but it went longer than what it was supposed to. Right. Then the next round against the Magic. And granted, they lost KG for that series, but they were up 3-2, and they let the Magic... Yeah, you got to close it out, and the mat, they couldn't close the Magic out. Yeah. Then, a couple years later, they're playing the Sixers in that second-round matchup. Now, even though those two teams were identical as far as they were two defensive teams, still, there was absolutely no reason why that series should have gone... Seven games. That Sixers team upset that Bulls, that number one Bulls seed, the year Derrick Rose got hurt in that game one against the Sixers. I don't know if you remember that, but they played the Sixers that year. Yeah, It got the seven, got games, the seven games, another underachieving series, mm-hmm. yet they won it. And then the round after that was against the Heat, yeah. went up 3-2. Yeah. Going back to Boston, and that's the game yeah. we were just talking about. Mm-hmm. Couldn't close them out. Yeah. Now... Let's go to the Clipper coaching history. And the one series I'm going to point to is that series against the Rockets. Rockets. They were up 3-1. Yep. And I don't know if it was game five or game six where they blew a 20-something point lead. And from that point, that was all she wrote. The Rockets came back and won that series. So when you look throughout Doc's coaching career, he's had some good moments. Some ups and some downs. Some, up, some crazy Ups and downs. I mean, 
you've blown series pretty much every stop you've been at. That well, doesn't mean he's a. That doesn't mean he's a bad and, and coach. Again, let me let me preface. He is not a bad coach. Yeah, he's I mean, not a bad I, I don't coach. Think nobody, and I think him winning the chip. Well, here's the thing. Him winning the chip. I think him winning the chip mm-hmm. put had people putting him in a bigger light than what he really was. No, nope. and, and and like they had him top five. He right. was a top five coach. And I mean, I, I don't. I, I can't say I remember all the coaches from uh, from um, you know that 2008 season. Mm-hmm. But um, I mean, Pop. Yep. I mean. Uh, flip. Uh, nah, flip might not have been. Flip might have not been there no more. Two thousand eight in Detroit. Right. Uh, I mean, they, but they were. I don't know. I, I can't say I know a fact that he was a top five coach. I know Thibodeau was. I mean, Thibodeau was a top five. Coach. Thibodeau was top five. Um, um, I don't know. Pop Thibodeau. Phil, maybe Phil at the time. Mm-hmm. Phil was still coaching. I don't know if he was a top five. And and, and I saw. Um, Throwing his switch, yeah, the talent car, right. See, here's the thing. I never, I, I got to respect Phil Jackson for winning rings. I, 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 he's a bad executive, by the way. Go ahead. He's, a, he's not a great coach. I mean, I, I mean, I hate to sound like I'm a hater, um, but I've never been that dude that was like, oh, Phil Jackson is his great coach. Mm-hmm. Um, let's be clear. He had Kobe and Shaq. He had Pippen. Jordan, cool coach, Rodman, like he had a squad, son. Like he yeah. had a he had a squad. He had the stars. Yeah. Um I Phil, I can't, Phil had the stars. Yeah, so yeah, I I, I I haven't and and I can't take the rings from him, obviously. Right. But I, I was I was never that dude that was I mean, you gotta give him his props because yep. rings are rings are rings. Yeah. But I never looked at Phil Jackson and said that there's a great coach. Right. And cats I've talked to back home in New York say the reason Phil won't step down and coach the Knicks is because he doesn't believe that the Knicks have the squad like the squads he was coaching in L.A. and Chicago to championships. So Uh, Tony Switch says, do you respect him for winning rings or do you respect him for managing super ridiculous talent? Um, I respect him for... I respect him for having those super ridiculous, talented players. At the same time, he did nothing to mess it up. Do, right, he didn't mess it up. He did and nothing to mess it up. that's what Doc Rivers did. Doc right. Rivers didn't mess it up. Yep. Uh, I mean, I don't know what happened after that year because, right. um, you know, he couldn't keep Rajon Rondo on the wraps. Yeah, and, it, well, Rajon Rondo didn't. Well, yeah, I guess you could yeah, say maybe about the third year it. after that title run, I would say that it started he started that going off the rails. You say he started that very next year. I'm really? To remember something that I'm trying to remember? It was it was something specific. It wasn't nothing big. It didn't get a whole bunch of you know. Glad I'm trying. I, I look it up. No, I'm not. But if something <laughs> happened, something happened. I, I, I looked at that and was like, Rajon Rondo might be a problem. Mm. And, then, and, it did, and then it didn't help that, let's be clear, K, K, KG was old. Paul yep. Pierce is old. Ray Allen is old. Yep. Um, you know what I'm saying? So they took what they had that one year and said, this is our window. We got to do it now. Yep. And Ray Allen left because he didn't want to deal with Rondo yeah, that one yeah. year. It was the final year of the big three, big four, whatever you want to call that. But Rondo's stats kind of improved after they won that title. I mean, like you, like we said about Doc not messing it up for the team in 08, you said that about Rondo and Kendrick Perkins. Exactly. Not messing not it up, messing it up. Exactly. for the rest of the veterans on that exactly. squad. So. I'm I'm just wondering maybe if Big Baby Davis is alluding to maybe 
those types of things that no, I just kind of articulated. Big Baby's feelings were hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know exactly how in the podcast they got to the situation of talking about Doc Rivers, but um, he was his feelings was hurt. He was hurt. You know, when they brought up Doc Rivers for whatever reason, some some feelings came up, mm-hmm. and he felt the need to criticize him because anybody could have just. What it, and, and again, I don't know what the line of question was. Right. But I know it didn't come to a point where he had to criticize him and go in on him like that. I know that didn't have to happen. Yeah, for you real. You know what I'm saying? So for I real. feel like he brought that up to try to, you know what I'm saying, shade Doc Rivers because his feelings was hurt about what happened that year when he broke his ankle. Right, yeah. That's uh, what uh, yep. I think happened. Yeah, yeah. I just think it's just uh, him being a whiny and even And even though there's some validity to what he was saying, mm-hmm. again, there was no reason for him to bring that up. No, not not at all. And uh, the reason why I know there was no reason for him to bring it up is because he started talking about what happened to him. Controversy, yeah. yeah. Maybe just to bring up, maybe just to kind of get him back, you know, in a limelight or get people to talk about him. But quite frankly, I even forgot that you even existed, Big Baby Davis, so... You know, um, Thorny Switch says, um, no, Trey, you are articulating an argument discussion. Big Baby was being a big hating ass bait. No, Thorny, I, I, I agree with you. I said he, um, I, I said that he was whining like a baby about this. But at the same light, though, I'm just wondering if he's referring to maybe some of those series that Doc Rivers coached in his coaching career. I think it's yeah. a legitimate it's a legitimate I mean, it, thing it, to bring up. It, it was again, it was as a valid argument, but you know it was from a place of malice because he didn't even have to go there. Right. You know, he didn't have to go there. Right. Yeah. All right, folks, uh 2-7-1-8 is a number to dial the show if you want to talk some Biggie Smalls, whatever, whatever you want to talk about. Um, we're going to come right back. Um, this is one of my favorite uh, tracks here, and uh, somebody in the chat room had mentioned it earlier. It's the collabo between Biggie and Jay-Z, so y'all enjoy this. Play Monopoly with real cash, me and Biggie and the models be Shaking Nace to Diddy ass and Parada be Something you cats got to see and the watches be All types of shapes and stones being broke as childish and I'm quite grown Run up in the club with the ice on, me and Python Scope the spot out, see something nice and I'm gone You cats is home, screaming the fight on. I'm in the 1500 seats, watching Tyson Same night, same fight one of us cats ain't playing right I let you tell it People place yourselves in the shoes of two felons And tell me you won't fall every chance you get At any chance you hit We live for the moment Make sense, don't it? Now make dollars Cats pop bottles Bone chicks that favor our dollars And rack up frequent flight mileage Why jigging back something? Watch this platinum, got jet lag from. Flights back and forth, pop corks are the best grapes. Make the best CDs and the best tapes. Don't 
forget the vinyl. Take girls, break spinals. Biggie B, Richie like Lionel. Shit, you seen the Jesus dip the H classes. Ice project off lights. Chick flashes, blind and broke asses. Even got rocks in the beard and mustaches. Rock top fashions. Ain't shit changed except the number after the dot on the range. Way niggas look at me now, kinda strange. I hate y'all too. Rather be in Caribbean sands with Rachel. It's unreal. Out the blue, Frank White got sex appeal. Bitches used to go ill, still toast still. Trying to see five mil off the single, for real. You ain't phasing the amazing. While your gun's raising, mine is blazing. <laughs> see, you wanna see me on talking sweetness. Take it for weakness and leave quick. Rock up, rock up, fella, bad boy, collabo. Two MCs with mad gold. You're wrong. You're wrong. They fall, uh, nigga skip the ball, cause we mad at doors. Snatch the P89s that we pack in the drawers, and we clap the doors of your accurate Snap like cameras on amateurs. Make you all dance, hold a hammer to yours. Jigging big rock ice, no cracks and floors. Everybody got a part to play, back to yours. Run up in your crib now, crack your doors. Watch the real players live, it's a habit to floss. Play the charts like the Beatles, y'all adapt and lost. Uh, and toast Chris Style on behalf of y'all. Too bad for y'all, ain't too many what? as bad as yours. What? Truly do we, uh, we keep laughing at y'all, little, little bastard y'all. Makers with acres, roll shakers in Vegas. You can't break us, lost chips on Lakers, gassed off shack, country house, tennis courts, and horseback. One of the most underrated biggie joints right there, y'all. Yeah. Welcome back to the Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast. It's Trey Frazier and Maestro Styles yep. here in the house. If you want to call the show, the number's 240-532-2718. Come in and talk about whatever you want to talk about. Um, I saw uh, Thorny in a chat room. Say no audio, so I hope it's nothing to do with us, Thorny. Let us know if uh, if you hear yes. us pretty good. So, um, the Lakers, man. Um, it's always some drama with this team. <laughs> so, um, so apparently, Jeannie Buss can actually uh, lose his battle with her brothers as far as uh, full control of ownership mm-hmm. of the Lakers here. Right. So. I don't, and I don't have the full story in front of me, but I know what's along the lines of they got to go to court, they got to go through some of the some of the process, paperwork, and all that stuff. And allegedly, if the brothers do win their side of the case, then they can get the full control back of the team, and that could also mean if they wanted to, they could fire Magic Johnson. Mm-hmm. They can, you know, do whatever they, they can do whatever they want to do. Bring Mitch Kupchak back. Yeah, they they could do whatever they um, want to do in that. So, um, I really thought Jeannie had her eyes dotted and her T's crossed when uh, she finally was able to get full control of this thing. But it just seems like there's loopholes to this stuff, and it, it it sucks when it sucks when you have a matriarch pass away and you're left you know, property and things like that, and you got to split it amongst your brothers, your siblings, Whatever. and all that stuff. It, it it sucks to go through stuff like this. So, um, you know, I, I'm experiencing that stuff right now. So, um, well, that's what I make of it. I, I, just, I just think that 
Um, it's a terrible thing to happen after you just hired one of the faces of the Lakers historically. Yeah, see, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, for me, it's like, look, um, and I, I understand it's a, like, Janie seems to be coming at it from a, this is doing, and they some shit. Yeah. They, they some shit. They've been like that for the last three, four years. Dude. So, I mean, I get it, but Mitch Cup, I mean, Jim Bus has the right as a business. Right. To say, you know, this is my, you know, this is mine too. Right, right. Um, right. I hope, I really hope that um, Jim Bus loses in every effort to get back into the team. <laughs> right, right. Because, man, um, uh, you know, I don't know if Magic Johnson is going to pan out, but I truly do hope that um, he does. Mm-hmm. You know, and Jeannie Buss is definitely taking the right steps in trying to get this franchise back to glory right, right. and bringing him in. Yep, and I, and I just hope that she didn't miss any fine print in the process that she did, so, just so she can get her brother up out of there and get Magic Johnson, you know, full-fledged and getting him right in with the franchise and Look, they made that trade. They traded Lou Williams, so yeah. they was already at work. Right, you know, once he got him. So you know, hopefully that works out for Jenny Buss, because um, you know, I, I'm I'm not too big on you know complimenting you know ladies who own teams and stuff like that. But Jenny Buss is, I'd have to say, she's a pretty attractive woman. I, I don't know what her age is. I don't know if she's. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't think she's. She's not as old as Phil. I know that, but yeah. she might be what late forties, early fifties, something like me. that. Sure, we do for she, me. She, she, I, I think she's pretty attractive. Yeah. I've seen her a few times. Have you seen her, or you, you just don't care? Yeah, yeah, I mean, I see, yeah, no, I mean, oh, I see okay. her, like, you know, you know, whatever, you know, like you know, first taken, you know, little shit like that. I've seen her. Right, she's right. She's gonna do it for me. That's right. Her. Thorny switches in the chat room. She's throwing question marks. I, I think I know what she's throwing question What's marks at. No, I think don't. Oh, 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 yeah. You about to get attacked. I was going to try to save you. You know, I made a conscious decision the other day. What's I that? was thinking about our show the other Who said day. ladies don't know sports? Well, that seems like what you said. But I, 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 but I, I'm gonna stop. Let, let me tell you my story before you before go ahead, you go, go off. Ahead, go I'm gonna ahead. let you. I'm gonna let you do that. <laughs> I was thinking the other day, right? I was, you know, walking the sidewalks, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Picking flowers and shit that I do in a day, feeding birds and shit. And um, I was thinking to myself, you know, Trey say a lot of wild ass shit. And I find myself, like, saying, I find myself a lot saying, I think what you mean is, uh-huh. you know what I'm saying? Because you said without it. I think you said... My, my I, poor choice I, of words. Poor choice of words. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> like we there were talking about with some of these sports cats the yeah, other day. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, like you, sometimes you'd be saying shit and you just you just literally did it. You just literally did it. You said something about uh, uh, women... Uh, for, basically, they took it like you saying women don't know sports. And then second, seconded that with saying she's attractive. And I was like, you know what? Normally, I would save him and say something like, you know, I think you meant by right. this or something like that. Right. Like, you know what? Let me let me see if they respond. 
Because normally they don't respond when I say I think what you mean to say is. So I'm like, let me leave it alone and see if somebody catches what you said. Uh, well, if Thorny's in the chat room, of course she's going to catch it, of course. And, uh, and I think they here, they, here they come. Yeah, Big L. Yeah, Big L got on it real quick also. Uh, yeah, 334. Thorny about to get him. Galliard Road's finest. What up, yeah. Galliard? What up? Thorny about to bust some heads. Because, <laughs> Thorny, I think you should, you should run a team, girl. Yeah, you, no, you should definitely. I think I, I think what I, ladies running, running basketball. Teams, I, I believe what teams. I meant to say was that I haven't paid much attention to women who own professional sports teams. Like you don't see a lot of them because it's mostly men that own these professional sports teams. But when I look at Jeannie Buss on TV and she's sitting in the stands, I think to myself, she's a pretty attractive woman. And I'm happy for her that she's taking control of the Lakers because God knows somebody else has, you know, got to do it. So, you know, I'm, I'm going to just... I'm going to say y'all both good for that. I'm, nah, I'm not good for that. I don't do that. I'm I'm just going to I'm just gonna leave it at that. Uh, nah, nigga. Thorny says, okay, thanks, fellas. I try not to be the super sensitive crazy lady in the chat. I see that comment was uncalled for. Girl, I like your sensitivity, girl. You it's it's sensitive. okay. We lo- we love y'all. We love y'all. Look, y'all, you know, yeah, y'all got to set me straight. Okay. What do her looks have to do with getting shit done? I mean, I, I, dumb ass bro- her dumbass brothers, I think she meant to say, her dumbass brothers ran the franchise. That is a true it. statement, Thorny. Her brothers have run the franchise in the, in the ground. Uh, never said that her looks had anything to do with getting things done with the organization. Judge, I'm it, just, it, I'm it, just it, admiring that she's pretty attractive i don't know if i've heard anybody in the media or even one of the homies or anybody else say that i don't look at her like yo i got to smash that but i mean i don't yeah right right well gallier road seems to uh think that jenny could get the business yeah yeah definitely uh boosie says i think it's georgia is that frontier oh frontier oh yeah the the former owner of the rams is the only woman owner i could think of um yeah, I don't know what she looks like. I don't know if that's. Uh, yeah. I don't know if that's fitting the narrative. Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm not gonna claim I mean, that. Just when you're speaking, <laughs> of, I'm, I'm just, no, I'm not even talking about looks. I'm just talking right. about productivity. I don't think that that's that's fitting the narrative that that I was, that we was trying to argue just now because the Rams ain't been good for quite some time now. Extent. But you know, quite some time now. All right, let's uh, let's let's talk about Colin Kaepernick. Um, so. And you're shaking your head over there. And I shook my head, too, once I got the news. Rest in peace to uh, Miss Frontier. I didn't know she was dead. Oh, she is? That's wow. Rest in rest in peace. Rest in peace. I didn't know. So I, yeah, I, don't really I, I guess that's why... I'm uh, talking on dead people. I guess that's why Cronky's the owner now. Right. I, I thought he just bought the team from her. But, right. but um, yeah, I'm, I'm disappointed with uh, Colin Kaepernick's decision to move forward, and continue to stand during the national anthem. Um, so he declined his option in his contract, and so now he's going to yeah, be a free agent. agent. So now he's trying to shop himself to these other teams in the league, and I guess he felt like in order for him to get some of that exposure for a team to pick him up, that he's got to announce that he's going to stand for the national anthem. Maestro, we, we talked about this at nauseum. We said that, dude, if you're going to sit, you have to continue sitting no matter what the situation is. Unless, I don't care what... the racial situation get better. Right. And I don't see where it's gotten any better. 
I don't see what the change that because remember he said he's gonna continue to sit until he sees change. I'm just trying to figure out what change he saw that made him decide, oh, okay, my work's done. I'm gonna go back to being an NFL quarterback again. I'm gonna stand up for the anthem now. I don't see what change he's talking about unless the change is he's changing teams. That's the only change I see. But he he has to come out to if he hasn't already, he has to come out and explain himself that why he's oh, doing what he's doing. Yeah, because he said he believes there's been positive change in America and doesn't want to detract from that, so he'll no longer kneel during the Star Spangled Banner. Disappointing. Um, <laughs> it's it's disappointing. Look, um, like he like he was supposed to be. I I wrote a blog about him possibly taking the stand, similar to what Muhammad Ali did years ago. Like like he could have he could have been that cat. Man, look, man. Um, shout out to Colin Kaepernick, and I say that. Look, I ain't giving you time, a shout out. Every time I go on the Facebook, there is a advertisement of him. Um, you know, of him with a, a black, some type of a black pride, black power shirt on. Yep. And and you know, and I mean, literally every time I go on the Facebook now, here it is. I see it too. Almost a year since he started this kneeling during the. Um, yep. During the national anthem, um, nothing like nothing has got. What has gotten better? Um, no, uh, Cap noted the discussion about race. That okay, so the okay, Thorny says she provided some examples. Cap noted the discussion about race, police investigations, etc. Um, look, I'm not. I'm not saying that discussions aren't a step. Mm-hmm. I mean that's a positive step towards positive what, step. what we're reaching for. It got people to have the conversation about it. I I, I just feel like there's still a, a this, there's still things that need to be done. Um, I, and I guess and I guess it ain't for me because I ain't the one that's protesting. So maybe it ain't for me to d- decide when he should have stopped. Sure. But if sure. you're asking me, if you're asking Maestro Styles, um, I mean, I ain't asking racism to be over. I mean, but shit. I mean, can we be five-fifths of a human? Uh, you know, I mean, can we be treated as such? Um, you know, it, it, I, it doesn't feel like, and, and I guess time will tell, it doesn't feel like we're in such of a, so much of a better situation where, mm-hmm. um, you know, the world is better. And then, um, and then on top of that, uh, on top of that, it's like, look, man, I, I'm gonna I'm just leave that alone. <laughs> I'm gonna just leave that alone. What? Too much controversy? Uh, yeah. You don't want you don't want to get thorny uh, on you again. Uh, nah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to get thorny. Switch. I mean, what niggas just? I mean, niggas just stop putting it on the news that niggas was getting shot. Like, right. I mean, right. I, don't, I don't. I'm I'm just not clear on what happened. I'm not clear on what happened that made him feel like. And if, it, 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 and if if to Thorny's point is about the fact that, you know, some people are having dialogue. Right. Um, cool. But, I mean, I don't even really feel like, I mean, shouts out to Angela Rye. I feel like she's on CNN having an argument every other day yep. with some white folk about. Yeah, you know, Van Jones is on CNN yeah. having these arguments as well. You see Michael Eric Dyson on these shows talking about these situations as well. Here's what I, I, I give. Feel like, I just feel like if your original stance was about um you know improving race relations mm-hmm. 
Um, if race relations haven't been improved, I don't see why you're ne- why you stopped kneeling. Right, and, and yeah, Thorny says, Maestro and Trey, y'all can pick up where Cap left off since you feel he didn't do anything. Well, I didn't say he didn't do anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you I you, said, you mixing words, Thorny. You I you're said, just throwing some words out there. I said that if I, if the purpose for protesting was to improve race relations, and if they aren't improved, I don't see why you're kneeling. I didn't say he wasn't working towards improving race relations. Um, he did a, a, I know, I remember a couple, maybe a month ago, he did this real big seminar about, um, you know, about uh, race relations and, and yep. everybody, I forget what the slogan was, but uh, he, he out here, he out here making moves. I'm, Here's but, what I'll, I'll, but I'll, what it seems like, mm-hmm. and I'm, let's just, you, I, you alluded to it, what it seems like, mm-hmm. Point blank and period is that he want to get picked up from it. He wants to get picked up, mm-hmm. and he don't want the team to have to think that this is a distraction. I'm going to have to. Deal and, with. and even when I mention, because it's not hurting nobody. Mm-hmm. Him kneeling is not hurting nobody. Right. And at the, it, we still having race relation issues. Right. And and even when I mentioned this when it first happened, my initial thought was, oh, he's trying to force himself off of the 49ers because. 49ers was some garbage. I mean, let's face it. But here's here's why I'll give I'll give Kaepernick credit for this. He donated a million dollars towards the plight to end racism. I don't know if I'm getting those words yeah. properly right, but he, he no donated man, some money. And nobody said that he's not making steps. He donated money. He got us to have the conversation. He got us to realize that there were more verses in the Star Spangled Banner. I'm gonna give him. I'm gonna give him credit for that. Um, you know, I read that article that time, but I mean, Kaepernick was the one that got us talking about what the real Star Spangled Banner was. So, look, he's done some things, but when he said, "I'm gonna kneel until I see change," I guess we just have to figure out what change he's referring to. Um, from a, I guess from a, a social, from a social standpoint, from a race standpoint, since then we've had Trump in office or Mocha likes to call him the orange man. We've had him in office. Um, you got Ben Carson saying some stupid crap, um, talking about slaves were immigrants and all this other nonsense. And, you know, you got all these other things going on and it seems like it's getting worse by the minute, but that's not Kaepernick's fault. If he did what he had to do fine you know he's got to get a job he's got to get revenue you know more 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 power to you Kaepernick I just wish you would have kept that stance going just for the culture man I, I just wish you would have kept that going um Sluggo said newsflash it's going to take a hell of a lot of more than Kaepernick taking a knee we all need to do our part Agree Sluggo you are, absolute, you are absolutely you are absolutely right about that one hundred percent, and I'm on as much as, as y'all follow me, or some of y'all follow me on social media, just like I follow some of y'all on social media. Um, it's going to take more than celebrities to do it. Absolutely, you know what I'm saying absolutely. So, um, look, hey, if we if we all ain't doing our part, then we. My criticism, my true, my only criticism of Kaepernick is is that maybe in in my personal opinion, mm-hmm. he decided to stand up too soon. That's my criticism. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, but that's his decision, right? But right. my job is to tell you what I feel like. Yeah, that's how I, I felt like he. I felt he like he kind of went up to. He went against what he said earlier, but 
let's give him credit. He did all these other things to the side. He and got the fact us... that he even did that is monumental. Ain't nobody taking nothing from yeah. that. Yeah, I'm, I'm not just, taking that from I'm him. I'm simply saying that I feel like he 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 stood he stood up too quick. Right, right. I I'm I'm I mean I'm with I, it. I'm I mean, with it. I'm with it. But I I, I love what he did and, and, to bring and, attention and, to it. And. I love I love what he did to bring attention what, what, to what, it. What do we suggest? Because everybody, because because now it's like like we like we ragging on cabinet. Look, all I said was all I said was I didn't like the fact that he you know deciding now to take a stand now, and and at the time not give us an explanation of why well, you're standing. That. I'm, I'm, I'm looking for it. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know, but and that I was before... Say, the only thing I saw... But that was before Thony made the comment in the chat room. Well, no, I I looked up the story when we put it in our notes. We right. We put it in our notes before, you know, before today. Mm-hmm. And the only thing I read is that he said he felt like things were, things were improved. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, if, if, the, if the only improvement... If the only improvement you needed was for a dialogue to start, mm-hmm. I mean, cool. Then you proved your point. But yeah. I don't. For me, mm-hmm. you know, and obviously I'm not Colin Kaepernick. I, I mean, me taking a kneel anywhere, right, right, <laughs> doesn't mean the same thing as Colin Kaepernick. Taking and then a kneel. also, also this, I want to throw this in there because Kaepernick was taking a lot of criticism for not voting in this past. Election yeah, also, I didn't vote either, by the way. right? Um, I'm cool with Colin Kaepernick not voting. I'm cool with him coming out and saying I didn't vote. Um, for those that criticized him, like Stephen A. Smith did, um, that's part of the change that Colin Kaepernick is referring to. He's referring to the change, not just um, racially, not just. Um, police brutality against black men. He's not just referring to that. He's referring to all aspects of racism. He's referring to a broken system in this government that you have to have an electoral college to determine who's going to be the next president. I came out and said, I think the electoral college should just be scrapped and it should just be based off a popular vote. I think that's what Colin Kaepernick's Part of his message, that's what he was trying to send. Um, and I think people in the media didn't under fully understand that when they were criticizing him for not voting. Uh, Boosie says other black athletes were criticizing him, which I felt was wrong at the time. Had other big-time athletes helped out, maybe he would still be doing it. Um, Ernie Foster was involved. I mean, uh, I mean, the Seahawks were in, I mean, I think it was Sherman, Michael Bennett. Um, were involved. There were people involved. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe not as much as I would have per se liked, or right. you know what I'm saying, whatever. But I, I think um, again, and let me, let me, let me, let me. I don't want to say backpedal, but I, but I guess it's backpedaling. But I, but I think it's necessary to backpedal for a second before I get back into criticizing them. Mm-hmm. It's hard to be that one motherfucker. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. You know that seemingly that seemingly taking a stand mm-hmm. in the midst of a whole bunch of other motherfuckers that's right. not taking a stand, mm-hmm. and you don't know how right. they're going to respond and, and, and things of that nature. But with that being said, because you took that stand, I feel, mm-hmm. and again, obviously, I'm just talking about how I feel. Right. You got to continue to take that stand until 
something has changed. Right. And to your point, Kaepernick wasn't alone. Hold on. I, and I'm, I don't mean to stop because, but she, she responded really quick. And I love that Who, about it. Thorny? Yeah. Do not count the Seahawks. Did not, they did not take a knee. Yeah, I was just about to say that. Why doesn't that count? She said, why does that I'm asking, count? why doesn't that count? Why doesn't it count? Why doesn't their stance their stance count? Well, because the Seahawks weren't the face of taking a knee. Colin Kaepernick became the face but why does it, of but why taking is the it, knee. But why is it just about taking the knee? Arian Foster, they, I mean, Malcolm Murray, I'm sorry, did, mm. the, did the fist. Right. Yeah, Malcolm. Does um, that not count? Some of the Eagles did the same thing. Right. Does that not count? Yeah, definitely. To me, it counts. So why doesn't the Seahawks thing count? I I don't know. I, I mean, like I well, I thought she was trying to say because they weren't the face of what Colin Kaepernick was doing. But I think if once were, he once he did it and everybody else around the league followed, they all made very clear that week before that yeah. they were going to do something in reference to what was going. Absolutely, on. And Mal- that's what they chose to do. Who was it? Malcolm Jenkins from the Eagles yeah. had the fist up, right? You know, the Seahawks, they had the fist up. They had they, they locked arms or something, I think they did. Right, right. Greg Go, what's good, Greg man? Holmes. What's good, man? And so, so my point is, is that there were people mm-hmm. in the league who took a stand with Carter Absolutely. Cabinet. So you had something going. Yep. And now, as the leader of that movement, um, I think, I think that people would expect you to keep going if that movement was still your... And, and I, ex- I expected them to keep it going. I expected them to keep it going. And I said this when it happened. Yep. You're going to be doing that for the rest of your career. Mm-hmm. I, I, ex- I expected him to keep... For the rest of your career. I expected him to keep it going. Um, and there's nothing wrong with it. And right. It's, it's great. Right. But... Obviously, he's not going to do it. I've, but if this is... But if he stopped doing this... Mm-hmm. And, and, man, it's a tough situation, man, because... If you, yeah, so it's like, you know, you know, we in a position where like, you know, what do we do? What do we do? I'm nobody to answer that capital. And if he chose his pockets, then that's his More decision. Power to him. I, yeah, again, that's his decision. Because I'm not gonna sit here and denigrate what he did. Right. But at the same time, you started something. And, right. and I right. And, and we would be we would be ignorant to not act like he didn't start something. Right. And now he's stopping it, and it's like, where do we go from here? Right, right. Where it, do we go from here? Two things. So, Tony Switch said the Seahawks don't count because they still acknowledge the flag and locked arms as a sign of solidarity. That was not the point of the Seahawks demonstration. Okay. You, you, got, you got a point no, no, there. Explain that to me. Explain. What she just said. Oh, as a sign of solidarity. Uh, she, she's basically saying that, they didn't take the knee. So are they advocate? They, so so is she in turn? Is she in turn implying that that solidarity was saying that they are um, that it didn't count? No 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 no. But I, I get what she's saying that it doesn't count. What right. I'm saying is is that because they stood in solidarity, meaning um, they was with. Are they saying in turn they was they're with the Star Spangled Banner? They're with the racism. They're with. Or mm-hmm. things that Kaepernick is against. I don't think that's what they were going. Right. I think what she, I think she. I think what they were saying, and, and maybe the message is different, but the point was the same. If you know the way they were trying to approach the point was the same. Colin Kaepernick is talking about improving race relations. Basically, we are equal. Yep. White people and black people are equal. Yep. If the Seahawks took you know took arms together inside of there, saying. 
I support that. Mm-hmm. Meaning, we're equals. Mm-hmm. We can support the the national anthem, even though the words are terrible. Right. We can support the national anthem if we are considered equal like y'all. Right. Solidarity, being together, black and white people right. being together. Like that, I, I think mm-hmm. that was the whole intention. That was the point of what uh, your boy was talking about. Uh-huh. What Colin Kaepernick was talking about. Right. So if the Seahawks do it, and they and they don't necessarily take a knee, mm-hmm. but they say we stand it together because we realize that we need to be on this even playing. F- we are on this even playing field. This is what we're working towards. Right. And I feel like this is kind of what Richard Sherman was talking about. I, please don't quote me. Um, that happened months ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, that's what he was kind of alluding to when he had the press conference and said we're going to do something to acknowledge race relations that, you know, what's going on in the world today. Right, right, right. Because at the end of the day, we're all people. We bleed the same blood. We breathe the same air. So it ain't necessarily about um, white against black, per se. It's against good people. It's good people against bad people. Mm. Good versus evil. Right. And I think that, and I think when race relations improve, that's what it's going to, that's what, it's going to ultimately become. It's not about the color of your skin. It's about the content of your character. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Right. I, I think someone will take the lead in this. Um, I don't think so. I think, yeah, I mean, I, think so. I, 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 I think somebody will continue to, you know, take the lead on this. Now, here's a good question, though, and I'm, I'm going to move on from this. Colin Kaepernick, he gets a job someplace else in the league. Does he go back? to taking the knee or does would, he continue I, to stand? I would hope he if he said that he's not gonna take a knee no more, I would hope that he would just do that. I mean he I would hope that he just does that. Just continues to stand. If that's what he said he's gonna do because right. then Because if he does kneel, it then it's gonna signify like, like, that he just he was, was trying to get, to get the job. job. And it's like my dude, like and again, it is hard I, I couldn't I can I am not in a position where I'm talking about giving up millions of dollars for my beliefs. I'm not in that position. Right. I'm just not. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? But if in turn he's publicly doing that, then we get we got a right to have an opinion about it. We got a right to criticize him about it. We just do. Mm-hmm. Nah, I'm I'm with you. I'm with do. you there. If, if he if he do. if he goes back and takes a knee, then it's gonna make it look like, like he yo, did you, that just, just so he can get it. Exactly. 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 And let's be clear, people do that all the time. Yeah, absolutely. People absolutely. lie to jobs all the time. I hope there's not a lot of back and forth with Colin Kaepernick. I hope. I doubt it. If he if he if he if he gets a backup role somewhere, or even if he gets a starting job, you know, great for him. I just hope he continues to donate his money towards these causes. Gonna be a lot of slow singing and flower bringing if my burglar alarm starts ringing. What you think all the guns is for? All purpose war got the rock wellers by the door, and I feed them gunpowder so they can devour the criminals trying to drop my decimals. Damn, niggas wanna stick me for my cream, and it ain't a dream. Things ain't always what it seems. It's the ones that smoke blunts with ya, see your picture. Now they wanna grab their guns and come and get ya. Bet your biggie won't slip. I got the calico with the black 
talents loaded in the clip so I could rip through the ligaments. Put the fuckers in the bad predicament where all the foul niggas went. Touch my chest to feel my Beretta. Fuck what I'ma hit you with your motherfuckers better duck. I bring pain, blood stains on what remains of his jacket. He had a gun, he should have packed it, cocked it. Extra clips in my pocket so I could reload and explode on your asshole. I fuck around and get hardcore. See more to your door, no beef, no more, nigga. Feel the rough, scandalous. The more weed smoke I puff, the more dangerous. I don't give a fuck about you or your weak crew. What you gonna do when Big Papa come for you? I'm not running, nigga. I bust my gun and hold on. I hear somebody coming. Welcome back, y'all. It's the Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast. It's Trey Frazier and Maestro Styles here in the house, y'all. Yeah, we had a little technical difficulties. Yeah, it, it yeah. yeah, it's all good. We back. Let's get it. We back live. Y'all get back in that chat room, y'all. We were right here. We right here. Um, so we got a few more things to talk about here. Um, Brandon Marshall released by the Jets. Um, I think we all saw that coming. Did we I, I think we did. I, I think. Re- you know what the problem is with the Jets is they're they're dumping all these guys like they just let go of Nick Mangold, um, they let go of Brandon Marshall, they let go of a few other guys, and they haven't let go of Ty Bowles. Like if you're like in full rebuild mode, Ty Bowles, you think Ty Bowles gotta go? If you're in full re, if you're in full rebuild mode, that should include getting rid of the head coach. I would I would think. Nah. I mean the nah. moves the moves that they made they they blowing the team up. <laughs> yeah, but I, I don't think cuz Fitzpatrick isn't coming back. Uh, I don't know. He he yeah, he he's not coming back. They might cut Eric Decker. You think they're going to cut Eric Decker? They might they might cut him. Mm. They they've been talking about it. They're in like full rebuild mode, dude. Um I I hope Brandon Marshall can find another spot. I I hope Brandon He'll Marshall find a spot. I hope Brandon Marshall can go find a contending team. Yeah, I think he'll get that this year because he's got to get in the playoffs, man. I heard, I heard the, uh, the um, Ravens interested. I heard that too. Um, if the money's right, definitely get him. If not, then you know what? Let's move on from that. Um, uh, Thorny Switch says, "Look, if Jeff Fisher held on to that job that long, facts. leave." Bowls facts out of this. It, it facts. it's facts. It's definitely facts. Are you are you basing that off of skin color though? She might be, but facts. <laughs> let I mean, she might be, but facts. Let, let let's let's be real about this. If nah, if he, the if nah. the if the team, I'm I'm just saying. Ty Bowles seems to me. Ty Bowles seems like a positive consistent in that team. I can't see them. I I can't. No, I, I, I think he might be the reason they're blowing the team up, and that yeah, I'm not, I'm not asking for them to fire Todd Bowles. Yeah, I understand. That. What I'm saying is, is that if you're the Jets and you're letting go of important veteran pieces to your team, that's a rebuild. Normally, when a team rebuilds, they let go of the coach at the same time. So I'm not sure what the Jets are doing. Tony th- says no, but if I am, so I just what? Wanna, I just no, I mean, I just was questioning it. Well, I just want, I just want, I just want you to, uh, 
You know what I'm saying? I just want you to just be you don't on think your black you don't think pilgrims shit. you don't think pilgrims do that? No, I, yeah. I, I, okay. By the way, I'm not disagreeing with you. So we um, so we stooping I mean, we, we stooping to their level though um, now. Well, Marvin Lewis. I mean, hello. hello. What Marvin Lewis? Marvin Lewis? What? He's still a coach. He should have been gone. Hello. Yeah, he can't win in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, he should. He know, should be out so, of here. You know, nah. I, the reason why, but um, you, you know, to your point, whether you're fired or hired, should should not saying it does should be based on production and things. Of it that should matter be based and, on production. You know, and and, it, but, and let's face it, the Jets are the Jets are dysfunctional anyway. And Tom from a from a defense. front office yeah, sure. stuff. But that's, I don't think Todd Bowles is the problem. Hmm. I don't think he's the problem. And that's not... He's not the, he's not the sole problem. I think... But I've watched, I've watched games where the adjustments aren't being made. I've watched him see Darrell Revis get burnt by these receivers and him not... not Todd Bowles. It's not his fault. No, I'm saying make the adjustment. I'm saying make the adjustment. Sure, he'll get burnt a couple times, but don't have him get burnt the entire game. Mm -hmm. If you see that's happening, Mm -hmm. put a safety over the top and give him some help. Yeah. He he, he doesn't do those things. So, I'm not going to say it's the sole reason, but... (laughs) I agree with you, Thorny Switch. Um, Todd Bowles definitely deserves more time. Um, that's not a radical idea. He hasn't been there long. Um, that that's just that's just facts. Yeah, I don't want him to get but, fired. But um, and, um, and quite frankly, if he was if he was some shit, if he was some shit, which I don't think he was. Right. Um, he and, had he had a decent year that that year before. Oh, ten and six, and then yeah, and they then lost the buff. Year, they blew it in Buffalo. Right. Yeah, that was a good year. Mm-hmm. And then this year, not so much. Right. right. Schedule was tough. Yeah, right. Which which we said very clearly at the beginning of this year. The Je- I don't know if you said it. I said it clearly. Oh, I saw the, the schedule. The Jets were going to suck. I saw I that, knew I, that. I saw that first eight games. Yeah, the Jets were going to suck. Yeah. Straight, straight up. Yeah. See, see, she's throwing yeah. lies out here. She's throwing lies. She's, thro- she's throwing lies out oh, here now. You are, oh, I'm so attracted to the way you twist the words, girl. She, she, I am so attracted to the way he didn't say that. She is throwing lies out there. He, he said, he said on the basis oh that God. they were blowing the team up. He don't see why GM and ownership just didn't fire him as well. Oh my he didn't gosh. say Tybo should have been fired. He's saying that he don't under, if you're gonna blow a team up, blow it all the way to hell up. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So we are. are I love. We ready to I love fire? y'all. I love y'all. Are we ready to fire O'Brien in Houston? Um. No. What? Well, tell me. Well, Thorny. It sounds like you think O'Brien should be fired from Houston. No, she's saying that she's going to compare O'Brien to Ty Bowles, and, and then and, and, and to compare them and to compare them. Um. Bill O'Brien's been there maybe a year. He's maybe a year before. Three seasons. Three, yeah. So All nine and seven seasons. And seven the first seasons. year, they missed the playoffs. Last two years, they won the division. Uh, the second year, they got blown out by Kansas City. This past season, they beat the Raiders without Derek Carr, and then they got beat up in New England. Um, that ninja. Actually, she didn't. Actually, she didn't. Everything she said was true. Actually, she didn't. Everything. What? What are they? 
Okay. Oh, Ninja is funny, man. Shout, shout out to that Ninja, man. Make, make sure y'all check out the Underground Railroad show, man. Um, I don't know what days you. I think you come on Mondays and oh, Thursdays like, or whatever. No, I'm just but trying to understand. What, is that some, that's some. That Ninja. Oh, the chat the room. The chat room is, is doubling up all God. of my sentences. The chat room is. Ugh, stop it. it. And I was falling for the shit. Too, yeah, I, I, I fell for it. Yeah, I, I, I kept for reading it. it. Nah, but yeah. Um, Bill, getting back. Um, should Bill O'Brien be fired? Um, I guess if I guess if you were saying that the team needed to be blown up, but then then again, it's about who's saying the team needed to be blown up. See, I believe and this is what mm-hmm. I believe. Mm-hmm. I believe Todd Bowles went into this all season and said we need to blow this team up. <laughs> I think Todd Bowles went in and said mm-hmm. that. You know what I'm saying? Like, look, what are we doing right now? Because right. if you expected Maybe. me, if you expected me to be successful at this job, mm-hmm. what we doing right now was some bullshit. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Um, the fact that that Ryan Fitzpatrick is was the quarterback last year, mm-hmm. in my opinion, right. ridiculous. Um, you was better off just getting a young, a young. You, you boy. was better off starting Bryce. Petty. Yeah, just getting a young boy and and, and doing it that way. Right, um, right. You know what I'm saying? Darrell, the whole Darrell Reeves situation. Um, he's not Reeves Island no more. It didn't. It didn't take the entire season to realize he's not Reeves Island no more. Right. And that might be Ty Bowles' fault. I would give that to Ty Bowles. But like, I think he went in and said, "We need to do something different." Okay. So if so, if Ty Bowles is saying, "Let's blow the Jets up," how many years do you think he'll have? Because look, let's face it: when you rebuild the team, when you blow the team up and you want to rebuild, it doesn't happen overnight like that. So are the Jets, and when I mean the Jets, I'm talking about the owner, the GM, are they going to be patient enough to tolerate the the team getting back to the playoffs if it takes two, three years? Are, are they going to tolerate it enough? Because let, let, let's face it, historically the Jets have been an impatient franchise. Okay, so um, throw this switch. No, it's not a comparison to both. The concern is about a coach who isn't doing a great job to the quarterback situation there. The the oh, uh, okay, the Texans, right? Yeah. Um, oh, okay. Well, coming off of the year, well, now for, let's be clear, mm-hmm. they overpaid the fuck out of Brock Osweiler. Oh yeah, he's garbage. No, yeah, yeah they, we, no, no, uh, they, no let, before we talk about whether he's a good. quarterback. He got overpaid. Like, he got overpaid, and the proof but, was in the pudding on the but, field. If you looked at what he did in Denver the year before, he mm-hmm. was winning games with a good defense. Mm-hmm. Him going to Houston was not a bad idea. Okay. It didn't pan out well, but it was not a bad idea. If right. you got a running game in Lamar Miller, you got a top five or at least a projected top five receiver, DeAndre Hopkins, and then you even got Will Fuller, mm-hmm. who we thought was going to pan out as a rookie. but He know, flashed the first couple right. games and, and then, then just kind of tailed off. off. Yep. And then you got a top five defense. Yep. Brock Osweiler should have been able to do something similar to what he did in Denver. Yep. Now you're talking about you in the playoffs uh, and, and, and and God knows where after that. Right. With that being said, even in the year that he was garbage, mm-hmm. they still went 9-7. I know he was injured for a few games in the end. They, he got benched, actually. Yeah, you're right. right, right he right. got benched he for got Tom benched. Savage. He got benched for Tom Savage. Yep. And, but the point is, is that even with the poor quarterback play, mm-hmm. they went nine and seven. Yep. Um, Agreed. You know what I'm saying? So I think the comparison is is that with and um and 
the Jets situation is mm-hmm. they went ten and six uh, the year before. Yep, they with went ten. And, they went ten and six with that quarterback. Yep. So it makes it made sense to say we need to try to bring him back, but the, but obviously we're not going to bring him. We're not going to pay him long term. Obviously, right? You know what I'm saying? So how do we find the balance between? keeping him here because of the continuity mm-hmm. and paying him what he's worth. And obviously they fell flat in their face. They did. They, they, they really did. Now, if there's a quarterback out there on the market for the Texans that's better than Brock, I would suggest they go get that guy. In, in, in my eyes. Bit, well, I, I'm, I, I was a... Let me be clear. I felt like there was... I ain't gonna say there was no reason to bring in Brock Osweiler. Cause I get it, mm-hmm. but Tom Savage been in, on that team for three years. That I don't. That I don't know. But what I do know was that the previous year they had like six different quarterbacks starting for the Texans. And I knew one of them was Tom Savage, and Tom Savage. Right. I, I, I'm, matter of fact, I'm gonna look it up. I believe Tom Savage got drafted. It was a combination of TJ Yates, Brandon Whedon. Yeah. Um, wow. And while Tom Savage was sitting there, and he was okay. drafted by the Texans from R- Pittsburgh, right? I'm about to find out what year it was. Yeah, they they had a whole bunch of quarterbacks, like you said, not named Tom Savage that started for the Texans. The, Brian I mean, Hoyer, Hoyer. I'm I'm, I'm missing yeah. Brian Hoyer because he was the one that blew that playoff game with the five interception game. Um, okay. I would say I would say if there's a, if there's a good if there's a better quarterback that. out there on the market than Brock Osweiler, if I'm the Texans, I go get that guy. Um, but they, but they're in a contract situation. I know. Uh, Thorny Switch. She said. Um, she said, Trey, we really don't know that. Perhaps the Jets may feel they should be a little more patient because being hasty didn't benefit them. Well, Thorny, I, I would agree with your statement there. It's just that when you look at the history of the Jets, they haven't been the most patient franchise. I mean, if you go back 15 years, they've had maybe six six or seven different coaches. That's not that's not consistency. Mm-hmm. So from a Jets so from a Jets fans perspective, they're going to look at that and say, why is it going to be any different with Todd Bowles? Unless management has some type of change in, you know, in the in some type of change in the way they do business. Other than that, a fan's going to feel the same way yeah. about the team. Yeah. So, I mean, I agree with your statement, Thorny, but I just think that there's Jet fans out there that feel like it's going to be the same old, same old. Girl, I just want to argue with you in person on, about sports. She says, okay, I see you are solely looking at the record and not how the team is developing. Texans went 9-7 despite of their QBs. Well, Thorny, that's why I said if there's a quarterback out there on the market that's better than Brock, I would go get them. And Maestro alluded to the contractor situation, which I think they could get out of that contract. I think there's a, I think there's some type of way that if the second year doesn't pan out, they could just, you know, cut bait with the guy. You know I what mean, I'm saying? I guess. I mean, but it's literally this was literally his first year in the contract. Yeah, I, I, I get it. Um, Thorny says, I know I heard you the first time, hence my uh, supposition of the possible changing of their Ooh, course. Big word alert. Uh, oh, supposition? <laughs> big word alert. What Martin say? Let's well, you hit me with the time. big words, yeah. Gina, with the big words. Nah, let's get let's get both time. I 100% agree with that. Nah, like, no, I, nobody, I, agree. I don't think nobody disagree with I agree. With I, 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 would, I would love to see Bowles coach 
a team that's run a little bit better than the Jets, but I'm willing to give Bowles some time and to see what happens. It, it it's it's in the hands of the front office, man. I'm about with to put the up Jets. My dictionary. This motherfucker says supposition. Supposition. Shit. We learn we learning some things here on the Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast. I feel like I feel like I need to look that up and shit. Hey, let's um let's talk about the Redskins. Because right. um, you had a couple of developments here. Um, so the coach gets the two-year extension. I think we had like two years left on his original deal. So um, they felt like they wanted to keep Gruden. Um, the other crazy thing that's going on is is that they franchise Kirk Cousins. And there's talks that he could get traded to the 49ers. Which, in my eyes, would probably be a smart would probably be the smartest thing the Redskins have done in the last 15 years if they did that. You get a couple of draft picks, you'd be able to build your team, and let's face it, you look around that roster, Pierre Garçon's a free agent, Deshaun Jackson is a free agent, he might be gone. Um, You know, I know the defense is, you know, mid-tier. They got to show up that run defense for sure. Uh But um, I would not be upset if the Redskins traded Kirk Cousins. And they could be thinking what I said a few months ago when he blew that game to get in the gone. playoffs. He want to be gone. Kirk I, Cousins? I think he want, I, I, my, my personal opinion, I think he wants to be gone. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he want to go play with, Kyle, play with Kyle Shanahan. They're going to pay him because they got the money to pay him. Yep, yep. Um, I agree with you, Thorny Switch. If the Texans had a real quarterback, they would have won that game against New England. Man, I wish Agreed. they would have won that game. Agreed. I wish the Texans would have won that game. But go ahead. Um, um, shit, I, I was sitting here thinking about if the Texans won that game, how we would have molly oh, Stop, stop anyway. it. Stop it, yo. Um, anyway, uh, look, man. Uh, I th- yeah, because what does he have left at this point? Who's that? Kirk Cousins. I mean, Kirk Cousins. I mean, pro- projection wise, I'm, I'm just talking about projections. Um, if they, because for all intents and purposes, it seemed like Deshaun Jackson leaving. For all intents and purposes, it seems like P.A. Garcon is leaving. Yep. Um, I mean, you got Jordan Reed, but he got injury history. Um, Who's your whiteouts now? Right. You know what I mean? Right. That you know that's that's concerning. They 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 built a team mm-hmm. that was suitable for Kirk Cousins. Right. Whereas now, if you go to San Francisco, they don't have a whole bunch of weapons. Carlos Hyde. Um, maybe that's it. They get ready to cut Torrey Smith. They already cut him. They already did. Yeah. Okay. They cut him. Yeah, because um, the the Ravens are talking about bringing him back. I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind seeing that with him. I mean, if you got Mike Wallace, that's really the same thing. Um, That's really the same. Sure, thing. and Mike sure. Wallace might be a better possession receiver than Torrey Smith. Sure, but that would solidify us not getting Brandon Marshall. Then that would that that would. So solidify- you telling me you would rather Torrey Smith than Brandon Marshall? Hmm. Well, now now that you say that, now that you say that, probably not. Yeah, probably not because Brandon Marshall is Brandon the better. Marshall is. He's the better possession receiver. He has size. He can grab. Yeah. He can go up Brandon for the ball. Marshall is exact, Brandon Marshall is exactly who you need right now. And, I, and I'm saying that, obviously, hoping I don't get him. But um, he's, he's, he's not as, obviously, as fiery as Steve Smith. Right. But everything that Steve Smith does, 
he can do, but he's taller. He's taller, and he'll 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 show you the feistiness with his physicality. Yeah, more right. than his, more he, than his he verbal. Know how to bark him. Yep. right. You know yep. what I'm saying? Yep. So, yeah. Yep, I agree with that. Man, that 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 mm-hmm. <laughs> with Mike Wallace on the other side, if both stay healthy, right, right, I'm way more scared of that than I am scared of Steve Smith and Mike Wallace. Right, right. Well. I would have liked Tory Smith back just because of the sentimental, because he was with yeah. us and all that mm-hmm. stuff. But I, I guess it comes down to money. It just, I guess, it just comes down to who costs yeah. more on the market. But I told at this you point. when Tory Smith got signed, they overpaid him. Who's the that? The Niners overpaid. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Overpaid. Oh, no question about yeah. it. But getting back to the 49ers and Kirk Cousins, mm-hmm. um, they don't have a whole bunch of weapons, but um, that that you know Shanahan obviously know how to run an offense. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Uh, Absolutely. Holla at you. Holla at you. Yeah, peace out, Galliard. Yeah, he obviously know how to run an offense. Um, obviously, they got um, some type of a history. And Thorny says that um, Kirk Cousins wants to be with uh, Kyle Shanahan. Shanahan. Or Shanahan. I mean, but look, that Bama know how to run an offense. Say what you want about... The Super Bowl. Yeah, or, or, or about him as a coach. Mm-hmm. Um... He know how to run an offense. And wasn't he with the Redskins yeah, when Cousins when, yeah. was mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. Okay. So he know how to, he know how to run an offense. Yeah. And, um. So Kirk Cousins. Yeah. yeah. I would. I wouldn't be. Take a few years. It is. It is. I would not be mad if the Redskins traded Kirk Cousins. That might be the smartest thing they've done as a franchise in the last fifteen years. The Redskins said. The Redskins said they felt they could win games with Colt McCoy. Yeah, that's blasphemous. Yeah, if that's they think, yeah, they, they're, they're that's ridiculous. ridiculous. That it, it makes you think. Okay, you're doing something smart to do something dumb again. And and there's the other but thing. But here's the thing. What's and, up? And, and, you know, and you know, getting to that, you saying you wouldn't be mad at them trading trading him, but what 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 do they have to do at this point? Because it's not. Not, as no, far as I mean, just projection wise, ain't no real cool. You ain't looking at you ain't looking to find out Dak Prescott this year. No, you know what I'm saying like yeah, because they're not drafted low enough to they're not ranked low enough to get a a high pick. Well, quarterback is not no real quarterbacks unless unless because the Niners have the second pick, right? Yeah, no, second pick. Yeah, I think it's second pick. What so if the nine? Pick. What if the Niners gave up that first, gave up pick. That first pick? But again, for Cousins. But what quarterback? And 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 I know this is kind of a um, what quarterback do you feel like? In the coming in the draft is worth drafting number two, because let's be very clear, it ain't no quarterback. You don't think Deshaun Watson is number two? Number nah, two? Nah. I think I think he is number two. I think Deshaun Brill Peppers with I, um yeah uh, Miles Garrett. I know Miles Garrett. Nah, I think I think Deshaun Watson is worthy of a top a top five draft pick. <laughs> three, three, four. Bama boy says he don't know that much about an offense. <laughs> know you're in field goal yeah, range I, and continue to pass the ball. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, I know. three, three, four. I know he messed yeah. that up. He messed that up. And well, and Tony on. and Tony Switch said the same the, thing. Yeah, I'm not about to in a vacuum take that game and, and just totally throw out the window everything he's done through the course of that last just just that last season alone. You're not about to just throw all that out the window. I, I think it's because it was the biggest game was, of the year. I, I agree, but. Offense, offense is still played throughout the rest of the season, and he was the top offense sure, in the game. Sure, and then you know, defensively, 
they gave up the points. The the offense yeah. didn't give up the point. They uh, he should they should have ran the ball. They should have ran the football. Oh, come on, now. but the defense. Come on, now. and I keep saying it. They were tired. <laughs> they I mean, were, tell me he don't know nothing about time management and situational football, but don't tell me he yeah, don't know Yeah, exactly. Don't tell me he don't know offense. As an offense, you had to know your defense was on the field, even at halftime. Yeah. The defense was on the field way, way too long. Yeah. So you could blame him for that. Yeah. But, um, but here's the other thing about the Redskins is what's going on. I'm reading stuff that the GM didn't show up at the Combine. And that he's not going to show up at the draft uh, this coming uh, yeah. this coming month. Right. And there's some issues going on between the GM and the front office. And Hold on, I'm sorry. What is all these inflammatory statements? One season makes him the GOAT. Nobody said he was the GOAT. Said he knows offense. Yeah, yeah who said he was the GOAT? What is all these inflammatory <laughs> statements? <laughs> and let's be clear. This ain't the first season that he had a good offense. Oh my goodness! This ain't the first season he had a good offense. One yeah, we never said he was the goat. <laughs> we we never we never said that. We just said that he knows how to run an offense. He just had one bad sequence in a Super Bowl that shouldn't absolve him from being a head coach now someplace I see else. How, the, how folks like Oswalder get monster contracts? <laughs> First of all, that was the market. That was a bad comparison, he by was, the way. Yeah, he was overpaid. We first of all, we said yeah, that that was a he bad was comparison. And then second of all, you got to understand the mark. That's that was the market for quarterbacks. Yep, it was. It, it was. He can't. He, he can't compare that. That's like that's like when we talked about. And I hate you know to be beating on the Ravens right now. Joe Flacco was overpaid, but it was the market. He was overpaid. It was the market, and he Tony just was, and he took the team to a Super Bowl, Tony and he Romo won the was Super Bowl. Overpaid. It was the market. Jay Cutler overpaid. It was the market. Right, right. So, you know, Andrew Luck, as good as I think he is, he was overpaid. Yeah, I mean, I guess he got to rock with that. I mean, I don't nah, know. Andrew Luck was overpaid. Right, I mean, but he's still he's still a good quarterback. More, I think, but I think his overpaid was more based on what they think he's going to provide in the future. But it was, it was. that. I, I mean, I can't argue with you. Yeah, I can't argue with you. But I, I, I think there, I think there was some, some reasoning with that. Right, right, right. But um, Jay Cutler shouldn't. Jay Cutler shouldn't have been overpaid. Yeah, yeah, definitely not. Um, they're gonna cut him too. They better cut they him. They, they, uh, yeah, the Broncos let him go. Um, the Broncos offered him a contract, yeah, and Osweiler refused to take yeah, it. Right, because he was salty about him getting benched for Peyton Manning. Right, you know. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, I mean, I hear you, but I don't. Nah, I, I can't rock with that. Um, so the Redskins are gonna have some. Um, they're gonna have some interesting things. This well, it, it seems that um, I was. It's funny. I was listening to somebody on the, um, on a podcast early, actually today, mm-hmm. and they was talking about that. It seems very clear that Bruce Allen and Scott McCullough aren't, aren't don't have the same vision for the team. Yeah, um, yeah. And and, and, I and McLuhan apparently has. McLuhan, this, I'm sorry. Um, I don't know what I just called him. He has this um, drink. Was it a drinking problem or some kind of? Addiction or something. I, I I'm sorry, I don't have that information right, but um, you know, I, I, I was hearing some things on the radio and uh-huh. they were talking about it. And it, and if that's the case, then if the guy's not going to the combine and not going to attend the draft because he's got to handle something personally that affects him, then I would suggest he go and handle that 
and let the Redskins handle, you know, their business, whatever. But they're going to have an interesting offseason. And let's be clear, uh, McCullen ain't, uh, am I saying, what is his name? Am I saying McCullen? Is that the McClellan. name? McClellan. McClellan, whatever his name is. He ain't doing bad drafting. Mm-hmm. I mean, he ain't doing bad drafting. I, I, I give him that. Right, right. Um, Thorny switched. The Broncos' contract was not the same amount as the Texans. Of course, it wasn't. Yeah, but it's easy because it's easy because they got tape. They got the inner workings of Brock Osweiler. They was he was with the team. Yeah. So he can they can say, "I right, we'll bring you in for this because we know the Texans on the outside looking in trying to get him to come over to this side." Right. So it's like, right. yeah, of course he's gonna offer more money. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Bill Polian needs to shut up, man. Yeah, shut the hell up. He he needs to shut the hell I, up. I already know what else we need to say about that. Yeah, yeah. Shut the hell up. Um, he, shut the hell up. Now we talking about Randy Moss not being a Hall of Famer. Shut the hell up. Really? I I I, I don't want to. Really? Shut the hell up. He, he he must be getting Alzheimer's or something. I I hate to say that about an old nah, guy, I don't but think that's what it is. I just think he needs to shut the hell up. Shut the hell up. Just, I mean, I guess everybody's entitled to their opinion, but shut the hell up. Yeah, but. The, Whatever. Yeah, shut the hell up. Whatever. Uh, I'm not going to get into that. Um, all right, folks. Um, the, shut the hell up, nigga. The tournament, the, ah, the tournament for men's basketball is approaching. Um, anything catches your eye, Maestro? Nope. Um, this is, uh, I mean, let me, let me preface my statement, my preface, my comments with I don't really watch college basketball until about right now. Like literally till about right now. Right after like you I get might, off this podcast, I might, I might catch a game or two. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm, you know, after you, know, you get off this show, you want to watch, check out a game. I try to watch Merlin. You know what I'm saying? But um, I, I really outside of that. I mean, I know I seen a UCLA game that made me feel like all right, I like them. Mm-hmm. But again, I I don't really get into college basketball till about right now. So right. ask me next week. Well, two things for me. Uh, one is I'm looking at Kansas, Villanova, UCLA, and I'm looking at Oregon too as some teams that are potentially going to get number one seeds in this tournament. The other thing I'm keeping my eye on is our Maryland Terps have kind of had a couple of weeks where they've just kind of fallen out of the top 25. I know they're ranked number 25 right now, but with the way they started the season so hot, and just kind of tailed off, just has me going like, like yo, like this team is so good they could beat anybody, but they could also lose to anybody. Right. So um, I'm just hoping the Terps could get it together. And I said this before we got on, Maestro, if they could somehow get through Michigan State, get through Northwestern, and some of these Big Ten teams in a tournament, they win that Big Ten tournament, they might be able to position themselves for maybe a a four seed in one of these brackets. So. You know, we'll we'll see what happens there. Um, Thorny Switch says no real body of work like a Tell certain new head Brock coach. Talking about Brock, okay? Yeah, yeah we we're, we're kind of done with the Brock talk. All right, folks. Well, that's it for the show. Um, yes, Thorny, have a good night to you too. I need to finish up with my reading too, girl. <laughs> for real. I'm still trying to finish this Angie Martinez book. Yeah, we appreciate the chat room, y'all. We we appreciate the conversation, and we appreciate y'all tuning in. For those of y'all that are out there that's not in the chat room that's listening, we appreciate you guys as well. Don't forget, y'all, you can follow us on Facebook. You can follow us on Twitter. 
at Barbershop SPOR2. You can follow us on Instagram at Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast. And if you got any questions about the show, you can email us at Barbershop Sports Talk 1 at gmail.com. And don't forget, we got the WordPress blog site. Make sure y'all check that out. And subscribe to us on iTunes. Um, you know, tell your friends and tell their friends to subscribe. And um, that's that's it, Maestro. We, we out of here. Just want to say one thing. I'm going to play this last song for y'all, this last Biggie joint. Um, whatever you guys want to do in life, you know, the sky's the limit. And this is one of my favorite Biggie songs. Actually, one of my top three songs. Y'all check this out. Y'all have a good evening. Peace out, y'all. Yep. How's everybody doing tonight? All right. I'd like to welcome All to the right. stage All the lyrically acclaimed. Right. I like this young man because when he came out, he came out with the phrase. He went from ashy to classic. All right. I like that. All right. So everybody in the house, give a warm round of applause for the notorious B.I.T. The notorious B.I.T., ladies and gentlemen. Give it up for him, y'all. Uh. A nigga never been as broke as me. I like that. When I was young, I had two pair of leaves. Besides that, the pinstripes in the gray. Uh-huh. The one I wore on Mondays and Wednesdays. Uh-huh. While niggas flirt, I'm sewing tigers on my shirt and alligators. Uh-huh. You wanna see the inside? Huh. I see you later. Here come the drama. Oh, that's that nigga with the fake. Uh-huh. Wow, why you punch me in my face? Stay in your place. Play your position. Uh-huh. Here come my intuition. Uh-huh. Go in this nigga pocket. Rob him while his friends watch it. And hoes clock it. Uh-huh. Here comes respect. His crew's your crew, or they might be next. Look at they man, I, big man, they never try. So we roll with them, uh, stole with them. I mean, loyalty. Niggas bought me milks at lunch. The milks with chocolate, the cookies, run a crunch. Ain't it? Blue and white dust. Ask the blunt. I used to never really know that you keep on, just keep on pressing on. Sky is the Like my dick was missing To protect my position My corner, my layer While we out here 
say the hustler's prayer. If the game shakes me or breaks me, I hope it makes me a better man. Take a better stand, put money in my mom's hands. Get my daughter this college plan, so she don't need no men. Stay far from timid, only make moves when your heart's in it. And live the phrase, sky's the limit. Motherfucker, see Trump's on top. about mcdonald's all day can't get it off my mind i can already taste it Ooh, got my mind on my mouth and my mouth ready for some mickey d's deal there's a deal for every moment at mcdonald's right now get two of your favorites for just 350 mix and match a classic mcchicken a hot and spicy mcchicken or a juicy mcdouble price and participation may vary cannot be combined with combo meal single item at regular price enjoy thanks the order breakfast at the McDonald's drive-thru. Tell yourself you'll wait to eat it at work, but it smells way too good. So you eat it right there in the McDonald's parking lot meal. There's a meal for every morning at McDonald's. Right now, get any size iced coffee for 99 cents until 11 a.m. And pair it with your favorite breakfast sandwich or one of our tasty bakery treats. Price and participation may vary. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. McDonald's. I'm loving it.